Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Team Never Quit podcast is sponsored by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal Credit Union, every day is Veterans Day. They think veterans in a way that's meaningful. Learn more at NavyFederal.org slash veterans. Never quit. Never quit. Never quit radio. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, Buttercup. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. Happy Monday. How's everybody doing today? Great. Great. How about those Astros? How about those Astros? What's up? Back in there. Yeah, yeah, what a nail biter last night, but it was a great game. Maybe for the other team, we all knew. We yeah, had. that's right, we knew. We knew. <laughs> you know, right. we made it, so we're good. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah that's a Texas thing. We're, that's all. Y'all. It is. We'll get into all. Y'all. Hey, when you're here, you're an Astros fan. You don't get a choice. Does that's right. Oklahoma have a team? Oklahoma does not have a team. Yeah, no. we have Astros. One professional team, which is the Thunder, and that's basketball. Oh. So root for the Astros. Yeah. That's right. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Patreon question of the day. This one could get juicy. I'm just letting you guys know now. What was the most awkward thing that has ever happened to you on a date? Oof. That is a good one. In the room. I don't know. I'm silent. pretty smooth. <laughs> so, I, the most awkward thing on a date. That's such a I, I don't even I'll go. I'll go. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't say this is awkward, but one of my first dates, whenever I was in high school, we rode the zipper at the county fair. And this girl, I will not say her name, puked all over me. Oh no! As that zipper date? was flipping, she was my date. I had to like take my shirt off, give oh. her the shirt to like clean up. I had to like say like, "Hey, <laughs> I asked you to do that. Have a great night," you know. Oh, and then walk God. off. I was yeah. doing yeah. 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 another shirt. <laughs> I didn't need that shirt. Push up real fast. Yeah. Shirt. Yep. All right. Somebody sucking it. I was thinner then. All right. I probably have a lot of stories, but I I like to think in my head I've never had a date before Marcus. So. <laughs> wow. I won't wow. even go there. <laughs> Man, I've had some. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm there's trying a to lot rack of, my brain here about what. There's some stories. You know, most of those things, though, whenever something goes completely wrong, you just try to wipe that thing out. Like, yeah, it never it. happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it yeah, never yeah, occurred. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't a date. Yeah, no, there was yeah. nothing. Like, there was no real... There's no chemistry here. There was nothing that... There's a count. situation. <laughs> I have a funny yeah, story go. about Marcus. Um, well, I wasn't there, obviously. This was before me, but someone tried to get a date with Marcus by slashing their tire in front of his house. I think that was super awkward. Clever. 
that's kind of stalkerish. Yeah, it was really crazy. <laughs> She Look, had I to be promised hauled... I won't do that again. Okay? She had, I think she had to be hauled off by the police. Shame on you. Yeah, John. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm sure. I forgot. I'm trying to think of what... <laughs> like, yeah, I'm trying to think of one. Uh, yes, that happened. But um, I remember... I can't remember what city I was in, but I had to go to the bathroom real bad, and none of the stores either wouldn't let me in or didn't have one for like 50 blocks. So I had to run through this through the woods, into the forest, across the street, and into the next, just to find a restroom, and then come back before anybody knew anything was going down. So you went and pooped in the woods? No. I mean, I'm just going to leave it vague. I'm just leaving it vague. I didn't say that at all. Maybe I found a restroom, maybe I didn't. All I'm saying is... Did it make a sound like a bear? A bear pooped in the woods and make a sound? All I'm saying is, is that I, it, I had to go to the restroom. That's it. Well, if you would have peed... Hey, I totally had bubble guts I know you'd pee once. on the side of the wall. <laughs> it just happens, okay? It happens. <laughs> I did take my clothes off and jump in the pond to get a golf club. Oh, that's a great story. So on one of our very first dates, um, Marcus and I, I went with him to, he had a speech in Napa Valley. And the um, where the speech was, was at a country club, like fancy country club in Napa Valley. And they had a golf course. We didn't bring any golfing clothes or anything, but we decided to go play around. We had some time to kill. So we're golfing and Marcus hits he didn't hit the ball. He swung and like spun around maybe. Oh, that sounds exaggerated right there. <laughs> one or two times. I mean. And it was a bad swing. And he was. Take that out. Take that part out. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. yeah I, was going, no. I think I was going for that. This actually. was a happy Gilmore moment. Yeah, yeah. Matter of fact. He was so angry that he had just missed the ball. He threw his club up in the air thinking it would land. You know, right it was one of our him. first dates. I was trying to establish dominance. Yes. Well, <laughs> it ended let him know up, who's in charge. Yeah, like immediately. Appreciate that. It worked. It ended up landing <laughs> no, in the pond behind us, and we rented these clubs. And he's like, "I'm not paying four hundred dollars for a freaking club that they're going to charge us for." He takes all of his clothes off on the golf course in Napa Valley on a Saturday. The golf course was full. I think this is how she wanted to marry me. Yes, he <laughs> took all of his clothes off and jumped in the pond, swam down to the bottom and fished the club out of the pond. He actually got it out. Thank you. So I, took, I turned a bad situation into a badass situation. And then right. we finished the round. We actually well finished golfing. Thank you. Well played. Thank you. You remember when you fished my son out of the lake? We can talk, yeah, the J? No, yeah. My kid. Yeah, yeah. Grayson. I know at the Lazy is. J, though? No, it was here. Oh, really? Yeah, it was at the pig roast. Like, we did that, so underneath that big awning thing, and you yeah. guys were over by the lake, and he's, bloop, went in the side. Oh, my gosh. It was you, Morgan, Axe, and him were standing over there with like. I thought it was Lazy J, too. I, I thought know. it was here. No, it was the J. Yeah. Man, you're making me crazy. I was like, no, I'm, like, I'm losing my mind. All right. Well, I've been bumped on the head a few times. So yeah. yeah. Well, There's no telling. Marcus has fished many kids out of water. He seems to always be Why you be keep there. throwing kids in water? He <laughs> 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 seems to always be there. <laughs> when that hey, wait a minute. Now, damn it. In my defense, that doesn't, that, that's funny, though. Because if my kids get out of line, I'll throw their ass in the water quick. <laughs> All right, that was a good question. That was great. All right, guys, if you want to ask your favorite questions, you want to ask a question that might stump us, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. We've got some exclusive uh, gear. We've got some cool challenge coins, all kind of cool stuff happening over there. So check that out, patreon.com slash teamneverquit. 
We have got a great guest in store for you guys. Travis Osborne served for two decades as both an Airborne Ranger and a Green Beret. Travis was a Special Forces medic who treated Marcus during the rescue operation. He did 17 tours in Afghanistan and Iraq and was awarded the Bronze Star 15 times. Travis, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. What a... Welcome. We're so Is that happy. how many you have now? I'm sorry. I, Go ahead. You it's somewhere him. around. I have 12, 30, I don't know. No, no, it's not 12, that. 12, 30. <laughs> I know. Uh, there's no telling how many medals you got. I'm gonna talk, you still haven't keep, keep, keep counting them. Yeah. I mean, I'm the Bronze Stars the, got ridiculous. I'm talking about the tours. So... So it's 13 absolute combat tours. Then I did a couple of bounce overs I know, to go exactly, pick yeah. up dogs. and Those, those stack up. Go what You do not. those three to six to four, those yeah. in-betweens? Yep. Little ones to go drop something off, and then you end up being like, hey, I'm going to stay a month or two just to go do something. I remember you talking about that every time that would come up. Hey, man, you think I should stay in an extra three? I don't know, dude. <laughs> but you finished out, though. Yeah, 28. strong, man. That's 21 years. And then I bounced out. There was so... Well, two brand new hit. Dude, all right, stop. All right, well, I'm, I'm yeah, jumping all over the place, back. man. Let's take There's, it back this is a great and get story. to know him. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I Look, forgot about all this part about him. Yeah, let's go back. All right, so you, where do you come from? Where's your people? Where do you Where's come people? from? What planet? Who's your so, people? What planet so my land from? is Oklahoma. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm an Okie, born and bred. What grew town? Up, uh, well, it's Oklahoma City, but it's You're born in the city? Southside Oklahoma City. No. Um, still part of the city, but it's about... Back then, now there's actually housing additions stuff out there. But back then, it was 15 acres. We had horses. I used to rodeo. In the hospital? Hmm? Where you were born in the city? Yeah. All right. And then the <laughs> name, the, oh, but the name of the town you grew up in, though. Yeah. It was in was Oklahoma City. Oklahoma oh, okay. City. So it's kind of a weird place out there. We went to, I went to Oklahoma City schools, but then part went to more schools. Then we got mail from Tuttle, and then our water bill was from some other town. So we were kind of out there in the middle of of nowhere and uh it was like 10 15 acre plots everybody had out there so my mom used to barrel race Mm -hmm. so then me and her we rodeoed and did some team pinning and military in your family you grew up on a farm too so yeah a little bit so um grandpa flew b-17s in world war ii and then b-29s in korea and then yeah so he's the one that he did a lot of raising of me because mom was so my parents got divorced like when I was five, and then mom worked at Tinker. She worked for the Air Force. Then she remarried my stepdad. He worked at Tinker and worked for the Air Force. He was engineer, chief engineer for the B-52s for the U.S. So when I joined the Army, they were super happy. Because really? both of them were Air Force. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> we tell everybody to join the Air Force. Do you do that? You do. Yeah. yeah. I know. Seals, <laughs> oh, yeah. Seal, you oh, do yeah. too, right? Yeah. I got that from them. Well, that's when yeah. I ran into... Uh, I think uh, you missed the sarcasm and they were super happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I know that's what I'm talking about. Right. I was like, the first dose of Air Force I got was at 18 Delta. When we patched up over there. All right, but back it up. You got any brothers or sisters? Uh, steps and a half. So I got a half sister, uh, younger, Ashley, between my dad and stepmom. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, then I have an older stepsister on that side of dad and stepmom. And then on mom and stepdad's side, yeah, it's complicated. You're like us. I'm actually yeah. an only yeah. child, but I have like eight brothers and sisters. Yeah. I get it. We so, got that going on here too, man. Yeah, I know. Same and then thing. on uh, mom and stepdad's side, I have an older brother and older sister. Nice. That's a hybrid family. Yeah. That's what we got going on here. We're hybrids. Hybrids. Yep. Um, so you grew up, you, did you know that you wanted to go in the military right after high school? Well, I told my mom at 10 I was going to go be a Green Beret. Is that true? That's absolutely. You can call my mom. Was that from Rambo? <laughs> <laughs> or G.I. Joe. Nope. Who gave you that? John Wayne. John Wayne. Green Beret. That's a yep. good one. Yeah. Still John Wayne fan? 
Always. Me too, man. I saw the <laughs> coolest freaking... painting of John Wayne this weekend in Round Top. You might be getting some John Wayne memorabilia in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we love John yep. Wayne. Uh, John Wayne, the Green Berets, saw that and was like, that's what I'm going to go do. Told my parents at 10. I mean, it waffled sometimes, you know, then it was talking about, oh, sure, oh I'm going to yeah. be a veterinarian, and then like whatever else. But that was always there. And then most of everything that I did after that had something to do with that. I turned into a little militant Aww. SOB. <gasps> Did you wear camouflage uh, to high school? Uh, no, I didn't wear it to high school, but as soon as I got out of school, I made my first... That's what gi- I'm talking about. There's a difference. I made my first ghillie suit 11. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, I still wanted to be a ninja. Me and my then. grandma <laughs> built it, and I bought a book called The Ultimate Sniper by John Plaster and read that thing front to back, made notes, made my own ghillie suit at 11, and I used to go out in the woods. You and still have to, that book? Yeah. And try to go sneak up on deer. Oh my gosh! How I wanted funny. To well, that's how that originally started. The game was I wanted to touch it. You ever get that done? No, not quite. I got really close a few times, but never made it. Okay. Then I'd go. Then I'd go hunt skunks. Oh my! Because they could gosh. fight back. Were you the smelly kid? No, I was not. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Because <laughs> that was good. All right, all right, all right. So, uh, hey, take out because there's young when the young ones listen to this. Like, man, how do you guys get into this? How do you get to 17 deployments and all that stuff like that? And it's like, hey, man, I wandered into the living room and Green Berets was on. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what happened to me and my brother. It's like that. Yeah. There's no huge, significant moment that ever, I mean, it was, it was, but it wasn't. You just had someone you looked up to. Yeah, it's, it's like that moment, and then it clicks. Because it, you turned into that. That's the same thing that happened to us, man. It's like a feeling. You can't help it. Yeah. Right. Um, so did, were you in ROTC? You just, Nothing. Yeah, he didn't. Do so I knew I was gonna go enlisted. Yeah. Because um, then, well, I had a buddy of mine that went to high school with that he was gonna go be a SEAL. That was his dream. Uh, he didn't make it. Actually, he wasn't able to join because he had a hearing loss thing. Mm. So that he was live. He started living vicariously through me. Yeah. But then, uh, but no, everything after that was kind of still buddies. Yeah. Good dude. Yeah, he lives in Dallas now. But yeah, I got some buddies like that too. They couldn't get in because of whatever reason. So yep. they. It doesn't mean that we stop being friends at all. Yeah, I mean, you can't fault somebody for that. Medical or even lifestyle. Some of the like, best dudes I know got faulted out for that. Well, yeah. you, one of your best friends went into boot camp with you and didn't make regular yeah. boot camp, and they're still really, really close friends. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you don't lose them. You don't fault them. Everybody's like, oh, thanks for your service. Such a, you know. Hey, if I could have been do a doctor, this, I would like, you know what? <laughs> I mean, that's cool. People are like, oh, I was going to join, but. Dude, life happens. Happens, yeah. Like it, you don't even have to say that. Is, that career is what I made a career. It doesn't mean you have to make a career. I'm going to think anything else That's because right. you didn't. I mean, yeah. you we did, don't you think even, like that. Actually, you probably made more money than I did, so good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't think like that. So you you enlisted straight out of high school. I did, yeah. You just walked in a recruiter. Was it Green Beret? Uh, so no. Uh, was he a used car salesman? Did he roll you up good? Right now, my mom told this story the other day, and then uh, I didn't even remember it. So I'd gone to the recruiter two or three times and talked to him, didn't tell mom. And then uh, towards the end of school. Or dad, or he wouldn't have gotten mad. I didn't tell anybody. And so, because I knew, I had an idea of what was the. So your, is it matriarchal? Is your mom worse than your dad? Like when it comes to the beatdowns and the, well, when you get scolded? I got, so I got the mom and stepdad on one side and then dad and stepmom on the other side. But mom's on both sides ran the show. Yeah. So, <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Both okay. moms yeah, did. Yeah. That's stepmom what and real mom right. both ran the show in whichever house I was at. But yeah, so uh, I went in apparently, this is according to my mom. I don't remember this story. But apparently towards the end of the school year, I came in and mom said, hey, mom, I got somebody that I want you to meet. And she's like, okay, that sounds fine. And I was like, but you got to 
make me a promise. And she's like, what? And I was like, that you won't shoot him. And she's like, well, that's kind of I do that weird. with my mother, too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know your mom. I know. <laughs> that's they why could be related, your mother and my mother. That's why I drive 20 miles an hour down your front driveway when I come in. <laughs> Dude's talking about, hey, stand, yeah, the speed through. I was like, not right here. Not for a mom. Mom, mom, she's not like Mom that, might man. shoot it. She might shoot. I got a new truck, and I don't want holes in it yet. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so then, uh, so I made her promise that she wouldn't shoot him, and then I uh, brought the recruiter in to talk to her. Oh wait, wait. You, that dude went to your house? Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. So sit down and she talked to him. And I mean, I was wanted her. Oh, did, I wanted did her he know that your parents were military? It, so they were civilian Air Force. Okay. They were contract. All right. Uh, or GS. And so then, but he knew they were both Air Force. All right. So how does it work with when you're going into the Army? Do you have to still do like the PT kind of stuff? Like how you do like there's qualifications to so i mean it's they're all basically the same Mm -hmm. for everywhere you go you you join you go in you go to replacement which is essentially that's like the the only thing changes is is the names yeah just change the names replacement and then that's your first taste of weirdness and then everybody there is like oh (laughs) run away as fast as you can because they're all they say that yeah i know that's real (laughs) you can't believe what it's like getting in there man it's almost as if they're trying to that's the hardest part i thought i I mean, to this day, that's that. Well, yeah. isn't that weeding out the people that are just yeah, yeah, followers? but it's hilarious. You can't yeah. believe it. it's like they've never been out of anything. Then you got then you got all the kids <laughs> that got their shoelaces and stuff taken away. That's what I'm talking like, about. What is going on right now? These people are trying to kill themselves. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. just got here a day ago. Yeah, yeah. Like what is happening? Trying to kill I, themselves. I have made a drastic error. Dude banging his head against the wall <laughs> till he till he knocked himself out. That yeah. that happens. Oh my gosh. And, and in the military, they'll just sit there and let you do it. They don't oh give it. Oh, damn. Yep. So then you go to replacement and then that's where you do all your haircut and issue. And then you go to, then from there you go to uh, your first basic training company and platoon. And then they do the whole shark tank thing of where they, everybody yells at you and tells yeah. you how big a piece of shit you are and wow. everything else. And then, then after that, then you actually start to get ready to go to work. And so then basic training is not real hard. Then you go to AIT, which is your individual training. I went to, I was an infantryman, so not anything. Is that what you signed up for? Like when you were going in, we were like, hey, because they didn't have Green Beret babies or or, um, SF babies back in the day. No. So you were just like, what? I want to go in the Army? Period. 11 Bravo with the 75th. You were 11 Bam Bam. 11 Bravo with the 75th Ranger Regiment contract. No Ranger school, though. Well, you go to Ranger school after you get to Regiment. Back then you did. You still did. So essentially. Regiment is the only special operations unit that you can come in as a baby, right? So Is it still that way? Yep. So you don't have, there's no prior service time, no prior service. Uh, well, I, I think it's still that way. Anyway, last well, I heard I, it was. You, so I'm retired now. Everything changes. changes. Oh, I know, <laughs> so, man. So like, you went into ranger school. And then how long from that did you go into 18 Delta? So... After basic, went straight to Airborne. After Airborne, went through, at the time, it was called RIP, which is the Ranger Indoctrination Program. And that was basically... Great name. Yeah. And then they changed, I think they've changed it to RASP. What? The Ranger Assessment Selection Program. Dude. But That's so civilians can't keep up with this. They should have kept it RIP. Yeah. <laughs> RIP, RIP was way better. Yeah. But then, so, the funny so part is, way is back when I got in, so, you know, Black Hawk Down, right? Yeah. So, well, Shru- yeah. Shruker put me through RIP. Eversman, really? Eversman was my platoon sergeant. 
Is that true? When I got that, no, I'm bullshitting. Yes, yeah, true. we did. <laughs> All of our 18 Delta scenarios were off of that, off of um, Black Hawk Down. Yeah. So that's who I joined the Ranger Regiment with. Wow, that's and so then because cool. they, I mean, it was 95, 95, 96. So it wasn't that long after. So what year Somalia. were you in this? Uh, yeah, it was 95 or 96 oh, you were in that 95. I got to regiment. Oh wow. So that was not that long after no. Somalia. Oh my god! So like all those dudes were still there, and Sergeant Struger was—he was a was whole thing, yeah. <laughs> putting us through Rip. But anyway, went to Rip, and then uh, was in regiment for a long time. Stayed well four or five years, and then in, ended up in this, stood up the sniper section, at or helped stand up the sniper section at Third uh, Battalion, Seventy Fifth. Then, then decided that I was going to go finish out what I'd started. Because I got told, so there used to be this SF dude that lived down the road from the house, right? So I'd go over there and hang out with him. And he'd tell me how I was never going to make it and all this other stuff. But then he was actually helping out. Yeah. And so I asked him what I should do. And he said, you know, go learn how to be an infantryman first or go learn how to do your job first. So that way when you get to group that you'll never have to worry about it. And so he said, go 75th to start with. And as soon as I got done with four or five years there, then bounce. And that's exactly what I did. And so went there, was a 11 Bravo, was worked uh, a regular line unit, then worked in the heavy weapon squad, and then went over to the sniper section when they stood that up. And then from there is when I left. Uh, so back then, leaving regiment was not a thing. Like, you didn't leave regiment. Yeah. And they didn't like it very much. There was only one place that you'd go to selection, and they were okay with it. But... SF selection wasn't one of those. So when I put my packet in, uh, luckily my platoon sergeant helped me out because it got kind of ugly for a little bit with everybody of like, oh, you have no unit loyalty and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whatever, man. I've been wanting to do this since I was 10. But then, but then finally, everybody was good with it. Then I left out of there and then went to selection. Yeah. Oh, some of the Ranger boys, that's, that's what they are. Mm -hmm. there's, there's no other school about it or anything. That's just no, period. They... They, and when they get into those they positions, they are born there, yeah, they grow it, there, man. and then they, Absolutely. they leave out of there. That's sure. it. They never that's go it. anyplace else. So, when wow. it was probably, I would say that was probably one of the best. Like, I learned, like, you'll learn more. I mean, it's a, that, that oh. is the best light infantry sure. unit in the world. Yeah. yeah. So, it, it worked out well because then when I got to group and I had 15,000 other jobs on top of being an infantryman, because at the basis, that's what you are. But on top of that, then it made it way easier because you already had that one locked. So, then you went to, um, when did you go to 2000, right? 99? Almost? Two, yeah. 98? When you went over to Selection? 2000. Well, 99, yeah, 99, 2000. 2000. Is Selection 18 Delta? Basically. <laughs> Basically, yeah. There's, it's there's all part of the Q course. So the Q course, uh, I have no idea what the what Q course looks, now? Yeah, check. looks like now because they were in the process of changing it. It's changed like 15 times since I went through. But, but isn't that when you went through in 2000? Yeah, yeah. so right when I was getting there... He was a class ahead of me. I, oh, really? I, I, yeah, I checked on board, and uh, yeah, we've been together. Our frick. Yeah, so for listeners, it's funny because um, Marcus and Travis were both 18 Delta, and that's all 18 Delta, no matter what branch you're in, You that is an Army course. It's a Special Forces through. Army Green Beret yeah. trained medical program. Yeah, it's a Special Forces Medical Sergeant. So course, SEALs aren't, so. we're not corpsmen, we're not Navy corpsmen. Yeah, and we're yeah actually a lot of special people forces say medics. that, especially on social media or whatever. They call Marcus a corpsman or, you know, hospital not, corpsman or whatever. I never went to corps school or anything like that. He was never a corpsman. He's 18 Delta. Uh-uh. 
You were an ice tea, so you no, short, a short course. Shorter, yeah. Got it. Shorty. Yeah. I'm a shorty. <laughs> Damn right. And uh, I didn't get that luxury. I know. Well, yeah. It was a we had year. to leave. We it was to, a year. Yeah, it was a year uh. long. We had to leave and come back for labs and, and do all that stuff. But we had to, yeah. they checked us out. But the Rangers and the PJs, that's when I first ran across them dudes. And that was actually the best part about being, because I'm a bastard to the Green Berets, bastard child. And, Navy uh, SEAL. Yeah, Navy SEALs are bastards. I agree. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's where I got that. One of the instructors told me that. He's like, hey, he kept, he's like, call me a little bastard. Hey, you little bastard, get over here. <laughs> call me that the whole time. The instructors were, were freaking mean as shit. They were, no. That, that course is hard. It's the hardest one in y'all's selection, right? Fair enough? I would say so. Fair enough to say that? It is. Because it, it's it not physically sucks. hard, it's mentally, mentally ridiculous. You're talking about keeping your boys alive. And man, they. Don't you have to give yourself a catheter? Every, in every hole. In your private. In every freaking <laughs> hole, you got to get. IV. I mean, I look like a freaking heroin addict. There's certain at things the, that are better left unsaid. Well, that's going to be yeah. one of those. So, <laughs> wait a second. Now there's this top are, secret training. We're we not, gonna get not into too even going to discuss any of that. I remember hearing so like is, you either had to put a needle in your penis. I don't remember. No, that part got blanked out. Failed immediately. No, that was no. There are no needles going anywhere there. No alpha dude would been like, you want me to do what? There are no needles going anywhere near that area. It was a catheter. There were some dudes who ponied up. I'm not at liberty to discuss the training that occurred. The special forces medical sergeant's course. Man, you talk about putting a catheter. The guys be like, no, no, to the no, no. No, no, no. One of the worst, we did do like the nasogastric tubes, and you're like, well, those suck. <laughs> and they made us do that to each other and to ourselves, so for patient comfort. But there's nothing comfortable with having to put an NG tube no. or, or an airway, it's just not. No. I, it's, I, because I know you, I know that you aren't worried about anyone's comfort. I'm not. No, I wasn't. I learned that there. Okay. We hooked each other up. Now, if anybody had beef in our in our class, anything? Do you just wait until one of the evolutions? Dude, I can tell you, there's a guy that's a friend of mine that we went to course with, or course with, and his name's Tier. And actually, that story's probably not appropriate for this venue. All right, so let's keep going. So, so, so the, there is a so at one part of the the course, you do your, your UW clinics. Right, so your unconventional warfare clinics. So you go out and you get a casualty. The casualty's injured. Uh, one medic takes care of him out in the field, and then they pass him off to uh, another medic or another medic team. In basically, you're in a like GP medium that's set up. It's like a field clinic mm -hmm. set up that way. Then you do your UW clinic there, and then that patient's then passed off and goes into another medic that's doing surgery because we do surgery too mm -hmm. that's doing surgery in the surgical ward so it kind of goes through the all the steps and you're graded each medic's graded for whatever part they're yeah they play so i was on the uw clinic and tier was the patient and uh mr gilcrest was his name he's the instructor that was sitting there so tier had taken a sharpie and wrote some very interesting phrases on certain parts of his body that have to be checked for blood yeah and when it, and I was the medic doing it. So when I got through through the scenario doing head to toe survey, and went to go check, it it was an interesting event. Cause there was a lot of what the f is this in the middle of my graded clinic. <laughs> so that was the worst part about going through all that, because oh they were so serious about the medical training our instructors were. But oh, then yeah. you'd have our patients or each other, yeah. and then yeah. they would do stuff like that, throw you off, try to throw you off on top of everything else. Oh yeah, you're getting messed with humor wise. Yeah. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It was fun. That's Tear, the best part Tears still guys, sell man. that story. But uh, but no, that course was it was interesting, man. Yeah. It was oh. six from like six in the morning to six o'clock at night. You're in classes every hour. You get it thirty minutes, like thirty or forty five minutes for lunch. But then you're studying because then you probably have some quiz in the afternoon, and then Monday you you're Monday through Friday. So then Friday night you go home and just drink. And then you do that on Saturday yeah, or right. something. Yeah. I mean, you got to break the tension because you're, you're just on, like, dude. I am there's, just nothing, there's nothing dead. to do there. Yeah. yeah, I'm dead. And so then you do that Friday and then maybe Saturday, but Sunday you're back on the ground studying hardcore because Monday you have a pass-fail test. Literally. Every, every Monday. Okay, and then we're going through selections. So you're talking about how much money they've dropped in just to get us there. And and you, if you fail one of these tests, you, they, you get one chance to come back. And then... Mm -hmm. And not only pass it, but you had to pass it with a 74 and a snowflake. Is yep. that what we called them? 74 and a snowflake. And it, if you failed it, you got your ass whipped. Then they kicked you out. And you went back to your unit. It, it, I hate That was the hardest school I went through. Yeah, and it was a year of that. So essentially what they were telling us was it's about a four-year doctorate crammed into a year. Right. For the hours-wise. Oh, my gosh. And yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, so you, you did 18 Delta, and then you were, you were already in group. So you were already at Green Beret when you did that? No, so that's part of the Q course. The whole okay. qualifications course well, starts out things. with selection, mm -hmm. and then once you're selected, then you start the Q course. Q course, the first thing you do is small unit tactics mm -hmm. so everybody can be an infantryman because, I mean, you have cooks and all kinds of other MOSs that are coming yeah. that make it. Everybody shows up there, right? Yep. Yeah. You have small unit tactics, then after th – well, this is when I went through. It's completely different now. Then after small unit tactics, you went to MOS, so MOS phase. That's where you go – like the Special Forces Medical Sergeant's course. And all the other MOSs are all different lengths mm -hmm. jobs. of time. Yeah, all the other jobs. I mean, you have your combo guys, your engineers, uh, medics. Demolitions. Yeah. Just all kind of, yeah. Yep. And so then, the, and your alphas, which are officers. Oh, that's right. Do you get to pick that, or is that kind of thrown at y'all? A little bit of both. Right, you right. can put your requests on there, and then they'll, <laughs> they'll listen. Hey, what do you want to do? Sometimes, if they need people. <laughs> but then... I did not want to be a medic, but they said they looked, took one look at my GT score, and they're like, you're going to be a medic. And I'm like, I don't want to be a medic. And they're like, well, that's too bad. You're going to be a medic. No, you're oh, definitely going to be a medic. So I'm going to go. So then I decided I was going to go be the best medic I could. So. All right, so you, we're, and I okay, ended up honor grad out of that course. Oh, then you went wow. through. Somehow. Somebody made a huge mistake. Oh, my gosh. After, after Q, then you went to what group? Where'd you go? So then after the Q course, then it's language, then SEER. What language are you again? Are you? I'm, I'm horrible French. <laughs> like I that's don't, actual language. That I don't speak that's an actual language, language anymore. <laughs> you know that horrible French? <laughs> it's, a, it's a language they teach it. I've only used it 
like once, and that was in Spain. Yeah, Mojo had, Morgan has that too. French. So here's a, here's a story about that one, just the French side of things. Never used French. <laughs> we were supposed to be covering Sub-Saharan Africa. Like I went to Africa like once. Yeah, Tunisia, right? And all that. Like Mali, Tunisia, uh, Senegal, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. all that. So I went there like once or twice, maybe. The rest of the time, Iraq, Afghanistan, like all that crap. So I never had a chance to use it, so I didn't really Did you try? Are you all. sure they don't speak French down there in Afghanistan? They don't. <laughs> they don't. I did. I tried. Are, are you trying? I did. They're I mean, fancy, man. They speak, fancy. I don't know, man. I just think that, that I don't know. All right. They speak choice French words. Because <laughs> yeah. if you yell at them hard enough, they'll do it. But no, anyway. Yeah. You'll understand what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, whether you want to or not. Yeah. So then, uh, so I end up in Spain, and we were flying out of Afghanistan on C5, or Iraq on a C5. Had all our stuff. This is when I was working for the CRIF, for the hostage rescue guys. And then so we landed in Spain. Of course, the plane broke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Check. All right. Yeah, Roger that. Clean yeah. yeah. And so uh, had a little time to decompress there in Spain. Had a great time then. We went back and then we got on the plane. We we're getting ready to fly back to the U.S. It was getting close to Christmas. And then the plane actually did break. And so then they were like, hey, keep you guys need to keep coming back for the next few weeks and see when, you know, it's going to be fixed. So Excuse we kept us. coming back every day for a little while. And then finally they were like, look, we have no idea when this thing's. It needed a whole new, like, left side engine like yeah. it was just trashed so then we were out of the bar met a navy rotator crew that was coming through i don't even know it's like a 727 whatever they fly they just end up flying navy guys around and dropping them off at ports and picking them up so they can catch the ship when it comes in yeah and they were headed back to norfolk and they were empty and it was getting close to christmas so sergeant major was like hey uh we can get everybody on board but we can't take any of our gear because we had the c5 loaded up with little birds and trucks and everything we own and uh, he's like, so I need four people to stay behind with the equipment. And I was single at the time. I'm like, yep, I'm that guy. Right. And then one of my best friends looked over. He's like, oh, I guess I'm that guy too. And uh, yeah. so we stayed. And they left us two privates because uh, we were E7 at the time. But left us two privates there. And the next thing you know, I lived in Spain for three months. Oh, my god! That's how long they left y'all there? Fun. Yeah. So I had like four aircraft like backed up to try to fix. So there was a C-17 out of California that was carrying a part to come – drop off or the engine, whatever it was to come to Spain and drop off for our plane. Right. Well, he broke down in like Texas. My gosh. And then there was another C-17 coming from somewhere else that had another part on it to fix that. Cause once these planes get on mission, they can't, it's not like they just hand it off. They're on yeah. that mission until it's completed. So there was another C-17 coming from somewhere that was going to fix that. So it was like three or four planes backed up to fix the next plane <laughs> to get to the part that I needed for my plane in Spain, which that never happened for like four or five months. By the end of it, I had an apartment, a car, and a girlfriend. Sure. Oh my yeah. gosh. So my girlfriend. A mortgage, a phone bill. I mean, my, yeah. So the girlfriend I had, she was on holiday from college in there in Spain. And her family owned, uh, we were in Rota. So, I mean, it was horrible. Like beachside. Yeah. yeah. Right. Rota so is she, like badass. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. And so we were in Rota and her parents owned uh, like an apartment on the beach so then that became our place and uh she didn't speak english i but didn't speak french i didn't speak spanish but we both spoke really shitty french oh my gosh and that's the only time i used it my entire career <laughs> sounds like something out of a romantic movie <laughs> oh my gosh definitely one of those hallmark movies yeah. all, right. Yeah. all right so that was your first no, push after that that's just story. a side story about yeah. french yeah so then so after language school then seer school then you go to unit uh so i got to third group in 2000 late 
2001, early 2002, because I was sitting graduating Sockham, the short course, yeah. on 9-11. Oh we were gosh. signing our graduation papers. Yeah. Whenever we put it on the, the, I won't ever forget it, because we immediately, after, so the first plane crashed, and everybody watched, because uh, we had just come back from New York, because that's where we go do our rotations. We do oh, it you on, knew your guy? We I do mean, it you on, went to New York? Excuse me. We do them in Tampa and New yeah, York. Yeah, I was in Tampa. And so it's either with the Tampa or New York Fire and Rescue and then Tampa or New York General Hospital. Oh. So we knew those guys. And we were like, let's go. Like, I mean, we'd just gotten back. Let's pack all our shit back up and get back on the buses and go up there. So the instructors actually started spinning that up for uh, us to go do that. And then uh, second plane hit. And then we all kind of looked at each other and like, well, shit, we're going to war. Um and then we were still talking about going up there, but they, sh they, uh, they end up shutting it down for some. They wouldn't let us go. Oh my gosh, but, how crazy! Yeah. So after that, when the wars kicked off, y'all were just playing yeah. for that. Wow. And then it was just back and forth to training for the next deployment. So then, yeah, I got there two thousand one, two ish. Uh, third group had made one trip over. Uh, one battalion had already left. And gone over, and we had some guys that had done PDSS with them that had come back, and then was kind of on the the second crew that went to Afghanistan, still riding horses and wild wild west, yeah. which everybody knew. Like found out really quick. I was the new guy. Like I was back when SF dudes stayed there their entire career. So the guy closest, whole time, yeah. yeah, yeah. Guy closest to me was five years in group, yeah, on my team. Oh my and gosh, like, five years in country. No, in in third group. Oh and he'd been gosh. in third group for five years, so I was the new guy. Nobody wanted oh. to listen to me, but I could ride horses. So that gave me a leg in with so all the So that happened to me over there, too. So were <laughs> you on boys the came. horses, that, like, that movie, the, um, what was it called? Uh, 12, 12 Strong. Strong. Yeah, 12 Strong. Were you one of those guys? I wasn't one of those. I mean, not, like, that mission or whatever, but, but yeah, were we you used, on horseback like that? We used pack mules and horses and, yeah, all kinds. I was on a mobility team, so anything with wheels or hooves. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. Depends on where you're at in Afghanistan, too, man, because sometimes that's just the way it was. There's yeah. places you couldn't get with the vehicles. I mean, a pack mule will go anywhere. The helicopters were good. You can use that. You had to use the horses. We had, uh, well, we also had those the SUVs, the mini trucks, and the four wheelers, too, and the motorcycles, the two wheelers. Those were great for our mobility packages. So when you got into Afghanistan, when did you come in? Was it May, April? In Afghanistan? How long were you there before we leaked out? In 2005. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2005 was my third, fourth trip. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been I went over 2002, there? 2002, 4, and then back in 5. Did you ever go to Iraq? Mm -hmm. I went to Iraq in 6. And then, so right after we got done. Yeah. Yeah. Because then I moved, cause I moved over to the SIF. That's right. So let's go to 2005. 2005, when did you get there? It would have been early that year because I think we hadn't been there for a long, long time. We got there in so April. That was, that the seasons were just changing. It would have been about probably around the same time, some give or take a month or two. Because we'd only been there a month or two before that, and that was in, what, June, right? June. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so we'd been there for a month or two. We went straight to Jalalabad because that's where we'd gone before. Oh, yeah. So we were at Jabad because... Should your room back? Yeah. <laughs> No, because we built a new house, but then the Marines showed up and 
freaking JSOC <laughs> showed up. So we took, so we were living in a safe house downtown JBAD for like two trips before that. And it was pretty cool, but it was like a safe house downtown. We had neighbors and like we'd look over the fence and be like, hey, how many neighbors? were y'all running with? Goat. Huh? How many of y'all run with? 12. Yeah, that's right. Plus all the locals. Check, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we were living in a safe house downtown and there was another government entity that was living there with us. And then there was a Navy entity that was living there with us. And then it was us. Yeah. And then, uh, so we had these three houses and that was not a bad gig there, but it, it was, I mean, you had neighbors, it was in the middle of the city. And so we were like, man, we need to get out of here. And so then we went and took a little piece of land out by the airfield. Uh, in Jalabon? Yeah. Yeah. So people now are going to look or listen to this. So the guys that went to Afghanistan later on and they know Jaff. Now it's just all about airfield. Well, back then we had to clear that thing for landmines every time we went out there. Like there was no lights, there was no nothing. Resupply C-130s come in. Our CCT dude would run out there and drop lights on the runway. C-130 is a lollipop runway. C-130 come oh, yeah, in, when it would rain, flip then, around, yeah. and they start throwing boxes off the back because about 10 minutes later the mortars are going to come in. And so they're throwing all the boxes off the back, flip around, and boom, then off they go. That's all that was there. There was nothing. And so then we're like, hey, we're going to move out there to that airfield. Uh, there's a lot of land out there. It's a good spot. It has a runway. So we can not have to drive through town every time we need to get somebody in and out of anywhere. So we talked to uh, some general dude out there and somehow managed to talk him into letting us have a piece of his runway. And then um, we were just being nice with that one, so we didn't just have to go take it. But Were you all pretty busy on that deployment before, before you had to come get me? Yeah. Y'all were? Yeah. What were y'all doing? Uh, we had six provinces that we were covering. Really? Yeah. So what was the call like when you... What were you doing? Yeah, what were y'all doing when that happened? Like I said, we were covering six provinces. And we were had decided to basically go do a once around the world of all the provinces. So we hadn't actually had, now that I think about it, we hadn't been in country that long. Because this is the first time we're going to go make this big, huge circle around all the provinces we were covering and meet all the provincial leaders and all the who's who's and the ANA and ANP and all those guys that were all out there. And we'd been out, and I... Th- I think that was that time, but we had been out for like four or five days. Uh, and it was either we had been out training or we'd been out on that patrol. I can't remember which one, but we were literally just coming back in the gate. And reason we were coming back in the gate, cause we'd been sitting out there at a Ron site and it was 150 freaking degrees. And I looked at Bo, our team star and I was then, uh, was like, this is ridiculous. And then we all kind of agreed that it was ridiculous. And then Bo and the captain were like, you know what, let's go ahead and head back. And so we headed back because we were all melting. And it was just miserable. And, and those two guys you just mentioned are great. Yeah. They're Bo and, yeah. Bo and right, Ken. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, everyone was just miserable. And so then, uh, so we were headed back in and we got the call like pretty much just as we were coming in the gate. Uh, were y'all the only team out there? Yeah. Yes, I think so. Yeah, we were only we were the only ones out there at that time. There was another team that had been out there. Um, well, we replaced one team before, and then I don't think they backfilled us with another team. The with two teams. That's out the same there thing. Amazon. So yeah, it was just the three two or three six two at the time, but three two three two later. But all right, they, so you come in and what is it? So we get the call. They said, "Hey, uh, you need to come up." You know. Where you guys at? Come up on comms. And they're like, well, we're just, this is Bo and Kent. And they're just like, hey, we're just coming back in the gate. And they're like, hey, get on the red line when you get in. 
So they went immediately went back into the opsin, and Bo was like, "Hey, start refitting the trucks," because we were like, "Well, this is abnormal. Something's coming. Something's happened somewhere. We're gonna do something." So we started. Oh, you can feel that? Uh, yeah. He's I mean, everybody running around. No, I mean, there's nobody there. I mean, it was our firebase, right? So when we were gone, it was just like the contractors and our mechanic and cook, and there was the only people that were hanging out at the firebase while we were gone. But so. But when we came back in, just the way that call came across, it's not, you know what's out of the norm. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, we need to talk to you. And be like, all right, cool, whatever. But the way that came across, sure. then Bo was like, hey, let's start refitting the trucks. So we were refitting the trucks, food and water, ammo and everything else, and we were getting ready. And then, um, so they came out of the opposite, and then Bo was like, hey, everybody, everybody in the team room. And then basically put the brief out, be like, hey, uh, we got, Four seals on the run and a helicopter down, and we're going in. And we're like, where are we going? I don't know. What are we doing? I don't know. When are we leaving? I don't know. But get ready. And we're like, well, shit, let's go. So then everybody starts getting everything ready. We start refitting the trucks. We and start it's like refitting that. gear. We start refitting everything. And everybody's like, what are we doing? Like, can somebody send in there? Like, I don't know. And so this plan's evolving as we're packing and getting ready. And it's not our plan. It's because we're, we're on the tail end of this dog just trying to catch up. To what's going on and it started off that we were supposed to be going up to the north side of the corn and setting in blocking positions is what initially came through and then up to the north side of the corn gall set the blocking position then we're going to start pushing down into the corn gall at some point well that plan never bore any fruit because then because we're like okay cool we're going to take the trucks we'll go up there and do that and then they're like no we need you up there now by the way there's six you ate sixties on the way, come pick y'all up and they'll be there in like 10 minutes. And we're like, well, that's great. Awesome. Appreciate it. And then, so we just grabbed everything we could possibly grab because we still didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. And so we were like, it, cause the way you outfit your kit for a blocking position is entirely it, different yeah, than the way you it. outfit your kit for walking around the corn ball. Okay, absolutely. And, uh, completely different. Yeah. So then it turned into, well, what can we do that'll cover all this crap? So then we just end up bringing everything, and uh, kid sinking it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the the Murph, our little local partner force that we'd been working with. It was they, called the Murph. The Mobile Reaction Force. Murph. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you can't believe it's the just, similarities of yeah, all this. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Telling to. Our all right. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. And so, yeah. And so we told them where we were going. Next thing you know, those guys start dragging out. Like, they didn't know we were flying on helicopters. They got start dragging out, like, recoilless rifles and, like, trailer-mounted zooks to take with them. We said, we're going to the Korngal. They said, all right, we're going to bring everything. We're going to bring all the big guns. Yeah. And then we were like, no, no, we're getting on a helicopter flap there. So they managed to keep a couple of recoilless rifles with them. And then... Uh, then that was that was the first time we kind of figured out where or what we were doing. Then a while we were waiting for our helicopter, then there was a one uh, sixtieth forty seven that landed. Okay, and a bunch of guys in desert camo with big beards started getting off the back of it, and we're like, "Well, those are our kind of people. Let's go talk to them, see who they are." Because <laughs> like nobody knew from this point on, nobody knew anything yeah. of who was where, what was happening. I mean, sure, at some level, they may have had some idea, but the rest of us were just figuring out as we went. And uh, so we went over and talked to them, and that was either lead or trail of that flight yeah. oh, when wow. they landed. Oh, my gosh. And they were like, that's when we kind of figured out what the severity and kind of like what was yeah. had happened. Wow. So then about that time, 
R60s landed. The hold the, on. So those guys landed. It was it two or one that came in. Two. Um, There's one. One. Two helicopters came. There's so, one. So was it them coming back? Yeah. Yeah, it was them. Oh my yeah. gosh, that like makes my stomach sink. Yeah, and we didn't know that oh. at the time. They really didn't say much about that. They oh were just gosh. telling us what was going on. They yep. said they had one go down. They had four guys on a run. I still didn't know who you were. Yeah. I just knew, hey, there's four SEALs that were at SR site, and they're all running. And hadn't had comms with them. They were heavy contact, blah, blah, blah. And we were like, well, shit, let's go do it. And so we got on a helicopter. So there's a lot of comedy in a lot of this. I mean, it's sad. Right. No, I'm sorry. I know. You got, you got no, tears. I've got tears in my eyes. It makes me feel bad. thinking about those guys coming back from that. But they, there's a lot of ridiculousness in this. And so there's well, a certain point that you comedy. just have to be like, yeah. You can't believe is, it. There's so much. This yeah. is insane. What is happening right now? Yeah. So then um, you're talking about somebody who are always trying to be <laughs> like, we're squared away, the way we train, the way we're methodical and everything we do. And I guess we do that before these moments, but it. I know. I just, it was like an immediate hit. I could just feel like what they just came back and, oh my gosh, that's, that's hard. But I know you have to be comedic in these situations because I know that they were on, on the ground just to get through it. Um, yeah. So ignore, ignore me. But yeah. No. <laughs> would never ignore you. Are you kidding me? So. I think, I don't think like even at that time with them, that really hadn't hit them. Like everything had, there was, they are still in mission mode of like right. yeah. i mean you kind of put all that shit in the deep freeze and you don't get it until you don't unpack that till way later if you right. unpack it at all yeah. and then then you end up where all of us end up now right trying to get help of unpacking stuff that was so packed that i get it it's yeah it's way at the bottom of the freezer but so they were still in mission mode and then we talked to them for a little bit and then we got on the helicopters the the crew chief jumped off and he was like, Hey, you guys got to get on now. We don't have night vision. So that helicopter unit had just rotated in country and had literally not even unpacked their stuff. Whenever they're like, Hey, we need helicopters to go pick these guys up and get them up there. They're like, Hey, we don't even have our nods. So we can't land at night. Hmm. And so we were trying to get from JBAD to ABAD is where we were going to end up at. So Asadabad. Yep. And we had another team that was in Asadabad. We, um, so we jumped in and they low leveled hauled us up the Pesh Valley and got us in like right at nightfall because they could land back at Bath because there's, I mean, it's looks it's like freaking up. New York. Yeah. And so then, but all they had to do was get us to Abad so then they could climb out, get to altitude to get over all the mountains and not have to worry about it because they couldn't see, they didn't have their nods on. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. So you landed at the night the night of the 28th? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. 28th. Night of the 28th. In Asadabad. And then then we spent that night there trying to figure out what's happening, what's going on, what the plan is, who's doing what. And the whole time we're like, hey, we have a bird down and we don't have a boot on the ground yet. We got to go. We got to go. And they shut the airspace down. Basically. Yeah. They wouldn't let anybody fly. Because we kept saying, get us birds back and take us up there. Let's go. And they wouldn't let anybody fly up there. 
so they shut the airspace down. So then we're like, how are we going to get out of here? What's happening? Spent the night there, had the other team up there, and our AOB was up there, so our B team, which yeah. was our command team. And then then it kind of, from my perspective of it, I mean, I, was, I wasn't the team sergeant or the team leader of either one of the teams or the AOB commander, but from my perspective of it, as a senior guy on one of the teams, it kind of turned into like this grassroots rebellion kind of thing because uh, C.J. Soda was saying, no, we can't get you up there, we can't do that. And so then uh, we all came up with a plan, or our guys came up with a plan saying, hey, F this, we're leaving. Like we're however we're gonna get up there, we're gonna walk if we have to. So then we went and stole a bunch of trucks from the Marines. Great story, by the way. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't so have any trucks. Was it just your twelve? It's your two group? teams of twelve. Two team, two of your yep. groups. Yep. There's okay. an ODA. So there was two ODAs. The one out of ABAD that yeah, was an there. Alpha and a Bravo. And then what's an ODA? Operational Detachment Alpha. Alpha. It's a twelve man special forces team. Okay. And then my ODA out of JBAD. And are those together. Rangers or are those Green Berets too? Those are Green Berets. Okay. So it's. Any ODA is a special forces. Okay. So 24 of us. 24 special forces guys. Okay. I'm just and then some. Yeah. The AOB, which is the battalion commander and. Or not battalion. The company commander and company sergeant major. And so because they were at ABAD too. Mm-hmm. And then you have attachments or whatever. So there was, there was quite a few. And then there was a Marine contingent. At Asadabad. Where'd they come from? They were just stationed there. They were already there? For Weren't security. Weren't they at Blessing or something? At Camp I, Blessing? I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, go by those names. I don't remember all those names. Yeah, they didn't have okay. those names when I was there. <laughs> okay. All those names came later. Yeah, and I just so, hear stories of different things. Yeah, but they were just there as like security and then local security. They were just stationed at Asadabad. And so they had all their vehicles and everything I else. knew they were there. We had heard that. And so we went over, grabbed four or five of their gun trucks, and then their gunny was like, you guys are just going to leave my gun trucks in the middle of the woods, aren't you? And we're like, no, not at all. And he's like, well, nah, we'll bring them back. Like, we'll bring them back for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just give us the trucks. What, what are you, are you with? Uh, <laughs> alpha, Alpha, Bravo, Bravo, Charlie, Charlie. Uh, yeah, nine. Well, uh, five, five, five. <laughs> Get my One, truck two, three, back. Four, all right? yeah. Call Colonel Trauman. <laughs> He'll square all this away. Oh my gosh. It, no, literally. That's like I understand. Way. I'm not making that up. That's exactly There's what a happened. reason why SF guys are known for back <laughs> and stealing. No, so we, we make it happen with you more or less. You think seals are out of I mean, man, when you run across these dudes out in the middle of nowhere, you'll know it. Oh my gosh. So the movie Green Berets, there's a guy on there called Daniel Son who's the engineer, and that dude comes up with like everything out of nowhere. And that is that is what we do. Yeah, like a MacGyver. And we or, will beg, borrow, steal, and trade, even if it's not ours that we're trading with, <laughs> oh <my laughs> to gosh. go get something we need. <laughs> that is so funny. I can always tell when we would go into a camp after y'all had been there because everyone would come up wanting to uh, borrow and barter. Oh, yeah. I know you got some good stuff. And then they would have, you know what I mean? <laughs> They're the best barters, aren't they? Them dudes oh, yeah. can trade. Oh, Them yeah. suckers can trade like you can't believe, man. It's oh, yeah. impressive. The yep. Afghanis? Yeah, all, all, yeah. Yeah, all those. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they're fun. Um, okay. I mean, Afghanistan is a good time. I mean, it really is. It's, it, I, it, 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 that sounds really weird. Sounds and like people, a ball. It, it, no, it, it, I yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is Iraq. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of it's. It's fun. There's good people like, everywhere. All right, come on. It's a thing. Where where are we? Okay. Yeah. So you just trucks, stole trucks from the and then so we decided grassroots kind of rebellion thing. We we're like, hey, we're we're putting boots on the ground and whatever it takes. So that next day, we. Put the con op in through Siege of Soda. We grabbed a bunch of gun trucks from the Marines, loaded those up. The ODA that was up there had all their trucks already. And then all these people started showing up. I was so going to ask you, are like people just rest, running in kind of saying, can we go? The rest of 10 
some dev group dudes. Yeah. Uh, some other dudes. Dudes. <laughs> some, some other dudes showed up. Then some, no, it was like, then there was some other dudes. <laughs> and they were like, who are you? And he's like, oh, I'm so-and-so. Oh, okay, cool. Come we're on. The, we're the other it's dudes. A, it's yeah, a man. party. Everybody's going. And so, there are Americans everywhere stuck out there, man. I can't believe. And so, and so then by the time we got done, we headed out. And then we head out a bad like that next night, and we were like, Dude, "We're gonna get the shit blown out of us whenever we get out of here." Because it wasn't like it was a big secret. This giant convoy was forming in yeah. a bad yeah, yeah. to leave out. Luckily, amazingly enough, nothing happened. Uh, we drive back up into the mountains as far as we can get. So we were actually coming at it from like the backside of the Korongal because we were like, "We're not driving straight into the Korongal. That's just dumb." Because. Um, like I'd been up in the Cornwall for a long time prior to that. Our team was kind of, we did a lot of mountain stuff and we went to all the funnest places, Chalk Valley, Cornwall, Wazir. Uh, Good for you. Tora Bora. Yeah, like, yeah. And I kind of did like a really cool, like come see all the fun places in yeah. Afghanistan. Have some drinks, have a few laughs. <laughs> You're a typical tourist in Afghanistan. Get some yeah. drinks, have a few laughs. Yeah, exactly. Look at some fighting positions. Live, laugh, play. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, Which back. is the worst coming up through the backside like that? Yeah, it's steep. It's, it's not an easy walk. So we drove back in as far How as we far could. How far did y'all make it on the drive? I don't know. It wasn't as far enough. Did you leave them in the woods like you said? Yeah. <laughs> but at yeah. least they had. But at least they had them rain with them. <laughs> oh, you left somebody with the truck. We, we left, left a guy with the them. truck, man. <laughs> we left all the. We left your guy there. and your truck. Yeah. And it's like we left all the trucks there. Everybody's truck stayed there. Yeah. And then there was a couple SF guys that stayed back. I think maybe one or two rangers that stayed back because they were like one of my guys stayed back. So Ty Mavidi was our, one of our Bravos. We'd been up in the mountains like a, a while before doing some other stuff and he'd like torn his ankle up pretty bad. And so he could gun truck and he could walk a little bit, but he couldn't walk yeah. that. And so I made the medical call with Bo to leave him. So he stayed at the truck and he was essentially in charge of the circle of wagons camp that got going on down there because they stayed there at the vehicles for like five five four or five days yeah oh my gosh waiting to see if we were going to come back or if they can support in any way so and then they had to get some more guys to come out take the rest of the trucks back because we left them in the woods like told them marines we weren't going to do so was that where everyone was rallying up at they come in stays at the trucks then push up yeah uh, and so then we waited there tried to figure out what was going on so we waited there for a little while because what we didn't know is there was another unit coming out of jbad which was the rangers that were coming out of jbad with some more uh, with their RD guys and then dev group guys, like another, and then apparently Siege of Soda, f- our, I don't remember, the battalion list. doc, because yeah. it was going to be such a Everyone was showing up. Like everybody yeah. just started like a party. Everyone was invited. Yeah. I yep. get, yeah, for Let's sure. Let's all go, woo, the water's fine. So then, <laughs> so, that was all hands, man, when that shit went down. It's like, so come then on. the Rangers are hauling ass up from JBAD up there. So we stopped and waited for them. They got there about sunlight the next morning and then we headed up um in the meantime we'd had sheer our terp Shearshaw, our terp i said uh well i we had all started talking about it and i don't know who said it but they were like hey sheer i want you to get every donkey within 50 miles of where i'm standing right now and he came back with like 50 donkeys something like that and then uh by the time we left it looks like merrill marauders we had like 120 people and 50 donkeys headed up the side of a mountain moving out and none of us that's had ever a great worked, story yeah none of us had ever worked together before we didn't have radio freaks our crypto wasn't the same our sops weren't the, old school it was like 
Grab everything yep. that kills. Everybody, and let's, let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Which man. way? That way. All right. I don't care how many there are. Just show me where they're at. That's <laughs> what showed so, up to get me out uh, us out of there. For oh sure. yeah. And then so off we went. And we walked for the next three days. Yeah, it you was, just walked through the mountains for three days. It was bad, two or three days, something like that. It's time gets really fuzzy at that point. Yeah, because it was time stands still in the mountains. The most <laughs> ass kick that I've Dude, had. It sucked so in bad. A long time <laughs> getting through there. Three it days was horrible. Right. Yeah. The Rangers were getting IVs. Everybody. I mean, Bo, Bo, our team star. They, we call him Old Man Winter, right? Because he's all white he, hair. He, <laughs> white hair. He's walking. He's walking. Out no, the no, no, no. Redneck. Accent, dude, you gotta say that part. Oh, That's okay. the best. I mean, when I mean, he opens his mouth, suck. Everybody Carolina. in Afghanistan, so there's a radio, a satellite frequency called 102 that everybody in the country talks on. When that guy got on the radio, every person you know in the country knew exactly Who what he is. it was. <laughs> Let me tell you He's something. From the, like, when North he opened Carolina. his mouth and they found me, Tio got, got a hold of me, started doctoring me up, man. When that sucker came be bopping in and he opened his mouth, I kind of, I was like, man, where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> White hair and that that freaking accent, man. So, and the funny part is, Bo was an old school ranger, like old school ranger. And then uh, he looks like a Vietnam dude. I remember <laughs> saying that. I was like, bro, they bring you in from Vietnam? But Nam? he's not, <laughs> they, right? They, he's they, not no. as old as he looks. Yeah. No, he's not. And he is a the best. He dude. is a PT stud. Amazing. That's like, right. You would never know it. That's right. I heard he doesn't that. look it, but he will. He will walk you to death. Yep. Yeah. And so we're going up the side of this mountain, and you got rangers falling out. Getting IVs, everything else. And Rangers are some of the best physically fit kids in the world. Let me tell you something. When these Bo's when walking they up the mountain up, with a cup of coffee and a cigarette, going, hey, <laughs> hey, pussy, hey, boy, you can you can make it. Come on, let's Come on. go on up the mountain. You can make it. And we're like, hey. oh my gosh, man. Dude, when they showed up, literally looked like death. I mean, they were beat to death. I mean, I felt sorry for them, and I, I was the one out there dying. I think we can. Um, <laughs> I mean, they look like death warmed over. I know. You're like, am I here to save you, or are you here to save me? I feel sorry for them. Andrew, yeah. we can. Um, can we slice into the YouTube uh, some of the pictures from their team yeah. of that time? Because it looks. When uh, Mario sent me some of the pictures, oh yeah, y'all look great. Y'all look great. I know. I mean, we dude, look super look, like. I mean, hair put straight together, out of the pocket. Like bandanas tied off of a ripped sock and shit, man. Like <laughs> and heavy weapons. They look so like Mario, it's a Mario, When I saw Mario, that was the first I had time that I was picture. like, I was like, dude, who was it that made the backpack out of the parachute? He's like, that was me. So and I was good. like, dude, that was the yeah. greatest thing I've ever Mario's seen. Mario's the man, Our dude. Boots, we get his ass. Boots in. were falling apart, like pockets, ah, like everything dude. was ripped up. Guns were rusting because we didn't have any CLP, and we'd gone through like that torrential. Like, oh, this is now we're fast forward. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh the storm. Like I told you, this is not going to be a one day thing. There's an entire like this is ridiculousness oh man <laughs> well okay so um great sorry. story by i'm sorry man I they get definitely look like it. there's some vietnam guys walking up so when y'all are three days in we'd run oh, let's not forget we'd run out of water like three times already yeah. how'd you get water uh, they so, got the resupplier and uh, up the trail and back, and then even in the camp, they tried to dump water in from oh from the helo. Yeah, yeah. So they'd fly. So they open the airspace back up up to where we would be. So then they'd fly up, and then they kick a pallet of water out of the out of the bird. Like and just then bottles we'd watch of water. It, yeah, yeah. yeah and then we'd watch out. it hit the side of the mountain and, and roll just go down, everywhere. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I mean, like, like a water wow. grenade. And you're like, hey, thanks. Like, Damn it. <laughs> And Everything so, that could because go Because you wrong. had to have water. So they were yeah. like, well, I guess we're going to climb back down the mountain. So we take everything off and then go. And then half the time, guys were like, I'm 
I'm just needing my want, gun yeah. here. I'm not taking anything. <laughs> so be like, cover me while I retrieve Seriously. the water. <laughs> so then five or six guys would go down with maybe an empty backpack or two and then grab as much water, what? which the, the only water that didn't go off the edge of the cliff and then grab that and then bring it back up. And that's, that's what we'd have. And then off we go. We keep going. You, what I, the anything heck? and everything that would go wrong for us did. It, it was horrible. Oh my God. I mean, there's so much stuff getting left out right now because, like you said, man, but I mean, when anything would come in right, like the water, the food, the the weather. So there's, the, we're sitting there, and the third, second, third night, whatever, and we're trying, we pulled up and we stopped, and we were gonna, we were just resting overnight there, and we were on this trail that is essentially like on the side of a cliff. So it went cliff, slight trail, cliff, and we're all like laying on this trail right there. And they picked that moment to come do a water resupply. We didn't, I didn't know it was coming. So they come in, we hear the birds coming, IR buzz sauce, tell them we're rats. So yeah. they come in, they hover, and dude, I'm hanging on to my Wibby as best <laughs> I can on the side of this cliff, and I'm like, this thing is gonna blow me over the side. And like, it's just complete brown out dust, and then they kick, finally kick the pallets out wherever they kick them out. And then they take off and leave, and right afterwards, like I didn't care anymore. At this point, I was like, I don't care who's here. I don't care if they're going to shoot me right or at me. Please, actually, please, let's get in a gunfight right now so I'm not going to think about what's happening. That is a true statement. <laughs> I, I swear like... it gets so miserable out there. You're like, screw this. I, I've <laughs> had enough. Shoot. I've had enough. I, <laughs> like that. I jumped up, and I had my whoopee in my hand. I'm covered in more you than whoopee? dirt. Yeah, my whoopee. What's your blanket, man? I know what a whoopee is. Blanket. I never, Some I people know went, I ain't got your whoopee. <laughs> And so have my whoopee in my hand because it's the only thing I had to, to cover up with. Yeah. We ditched all our plates and I stripped down as, to our kid as best we could because we're going to the mountains. And I'm sitting there, I jump up and I'm like, Bo, F this shit. I'm covered in 10,000 years of donkey shit right now right? because it all been blowing around <laughs> with a bird. And I was covered like in head tornado. to toe. And I was like, this is just insane. And it's in your mouth. Oh, it's in your nose. Everywhere. It's everywhere. And I was like, this is horrible. Because then you're, cause you're covered in sweat, too. So it sticks. So now you're like a sugar cookie and donkey crap. <laughs> <laughs> you're a, a donkey cookie. <laughs> it was horrible. Oh my and so gosh. then, like I, didn't, like I said, I didn't care anymore. I was like, I, let this whole entire valley hear me and know where I'm at. I was like, We're, I'm done. I don't care. Oh my god! Hey, when they showed up, I even said to him, "I was like, I know y'all been cussing my name." So who? Get, well, you're lucky we didn't know your name. To, so to we get in there to get me out of general. We were just cussing in general. I mean, it was so <laughs> miserable to get me out of there that they had to be upset. Let's talk about that moment of like, who was the first person that actually laid eyes on him from your team? You, me, and was me and um, Kent yeah, and, and um, Mac. Mac, no. And what was that moment like? Like, oh my gosh, there he is. So we went down. Like we're skipping like three hours of story, four, yeah, eight, whatever. Well, like there's an entire, there's a, a storm, storm of this century that comes in here. The there is was. rangers coming to link up with us, looking like mud monsters. There's us, my guys, going down with hypothermia as we're standing on trees because it's so freaking steep. The trees are growing out at the right storm angles. Was so bad that pushed. I mean, we've got the. Kent on the radio, one of the guys holding antenna up, right, first of all, hair Kent, standing Kent, on end because there's so something. much lightning. It like, this biblical storm. It was biblical. It, it, it was, man. It, and it looked like... So was it cold? Did it get cold? It was 60 degrees. Storm? Yeah. 60 and degrees we were going down with hypothermia because during the day it had been like 120, 130. Was, yeah, That's a 60 not. degree temperature change. Yeah. And I got guys that had like stopped shivering. And so I talked to Kent. I was like, hey, man, we got to move. Like, yeah. we got to do something. All right, when he says, Kent, this is the... the 
platoon captain, right? Yeah, we Demir. need to paint Demir. a picture. All of right, check Kent. this dude out. Imagine if, like you got Malibu Kent? Barbie doll. Kent. If Ken had a special forces doll, that's what this dude would look like. You know, like when he sweats, he smells like cinnamon. And like his smile. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Like his smile is always perfect. Like when he came in, everyone else was beat to death. And he's over, his uniform's falling off. And like he's got that smile. He takes you can see his all his helmet teeth. off and his, his hair, hair is perfect. perfect. Every but, time. <laughs> but flows in the wind. We're not making this shit up, man. This is real. This dude shows up. And he even lost a leg after he came to get me out of there. Marcus yeah, always tells me in. that um, I've never met this guy. Why do you see this dude? Marcus I'm not kidding, man. tells me that he's like the most good looking. The poster child. His, so his nickname, everybody on the team gets a nickname at some point. Mine yeah. was Gizmo. And then Kent was Captain America. Captain yeah. America. That's who that, that is. That was exact. Steve like, Rock, blonde hair. It didn't matter. He could run, be like, what he said, like that whole eight day Man. thing. He shows up, boom, perfect boom, hair. Perfect. <laughs> what did he breathe in? I was like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> like he'd been wearing a helmet like, all day. He was trying day. to sell me a Hello, car. Ladies. Like he found me in Afghanistan in a house. He's like, hey, I'd like to sell you a used car. You know, that, that kind of grill, like just real smooth, you I'd know? I'd like to talk to you about your car yeah. insurance. Car insurance. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, yeah. Solid. Okay, solid, so y'all went through the torrential biblical storm it was obnoxious and so we actually just lucked out it was like we didn't know where he was we didn't we, I, we did not go down that mountain to go get him we went down that mountain to go look at a beacon hit from like four days ago and so then we went down there there's nothing there and we're like hey there's nothing here and they're like all right hang on a minute because they told us hey you guys will be back before dark I'm like, all right, cool. Who's telling you this? Who's uh, just our it? AOB and our AOB commander was actually the senior guy in charge up on top of the mountain. Okay. Because that's where everybody congregated was on top at the crash site. Okay. And the Ranger CSAR element went in and started doing that recovery. And then they came and turned and picked us up. And then we came in, mm -hmm. started helping them out, pulling security. And that was essentially where everything centered. I want to pause top. for a second because one thing, like as a complete civilian that knows nothing about any military stuff at all, I, when, um, you know, when the book was like super popular and the movie had just come out or whatever, there was so many keyboard warriors that would talk about, um, on social media, like y'all should have just ran down the mountain and, and gotten to your base. You know, there was always some sort of like, uh, keyboard warrior that would make up these Absolutely. things. And I'm like, you don't sure. understand what this yeah, terrain... Yeah, he should have. He should have just run down the mountain and gotten a base. And I wouldn't have had to do that. No, that was impossible. Like, I that can't place believe was where they put us, stupid. man. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. you don't understand stupid. what this was like. I mean, even for y'all, like, just to get there... We're talking about the most highly trained Green Beret Seals Rangers and everything, and we're all in there wanting to quit. It was yeah. a who's who. And I who. mean with each other. We're not it was about a who's who of soft on top. Oh, like, it was loaded everybody back, was there. man. Everybody but like was I said, there. none of our radios worked together because all our crypto was different. We all had different radio. Right. So it took us everybody coming together being like, hey, this has got to stop. Yeah. Like, we got to figure that whose crypto are we going to yeah, run? Right. Okay, yeah, we're going to yeah. do this one. So we finally had like come up with like up a... Top. Yeah. A common frequency. We so came up like, hey, this say... is going to be our common one. Everybody can go do, because yeah, then was... like the dev group guys were like, I don't want to play well with others. And then like, <laughs> <they're> like... <laughs> this is, I'm going to take my ball and leave right now. I'm just going to tell you. And then you got the army guys going, well, this is my sandbox. <laughs> yeah. I, you can't play with your trucks in my sandbox. It was yeah. Like, and yeah, then right you right got there. the Ranger RD dudes. They're like, we're just going to go wander off in the mountains. <laughs> and then like, dude, it was... It was a madness oh of what's gosh. going on because nobody worked together. Nobody had like this had That's never true, been that, done. Yeah. Like this was I found out later on, this was the largest yeah. rescue, rescue yeah. since Bat 21 in Vietnam, uh -huh. and even yeah. bigger than that. 
So what I that was, that was a general. Worst. You should feel special. Well, I appreciate you coming to get me, man. I swear, I got a lot of taxpayer dollars. It was a great story for sure. Well, I just wanted to say for like the people out there that just don't understand the magnitude of how crazy the terrain, the environment, I think the weather, we climbed everything. Five thousand feet the first day and only made it like two. Yeah. one to two kilometers so and our distance was two kilometers but we went 5k up i mean it was like switched it was straight and then not only that and it's not like oh these super steep hills or whatever it's shale right it's it is freaking, you're like, like slipping when you're climbing like razor somehow, edged shale on everything like it, it cut every type of boot known to man was up there Right, you had every boot ever. Like you had issue boots, you had like oh, super it, secret it, squirrel it, boots. You had every boot that everybody like a, had, and it cut through all of all of our boots were falling yeah. apart. The reason I didn't have any clothes, hardly anything left, because of that. Yeah, well, so, so there was no running. And no, <laughs> <laughs> no, there was a little bit of slipping, <laughs> a little some sliding, maybe some rolling, um, a lot of cussing. Then when it started to rain, when it started rain is when it got back because you just so stepped someone like like day four or five. 10, I don't remember, but on my helmet, abandon all hope. <laughs> <laughs> we are never leaving. <laughs> uh, you're talking about taking an hour and a half or, or half a day to walk from your bed to your bathroom. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Yeah, well, but you know, when you're in that kind of environment, it's and just... And your comms didn't work. So for all of the little keyboard warriors out there that, like, you, you just didn't know how to work your comms, like, there was... It was a... It, it wasn't them. It wasn't their fault. There was no fault in it. Anybody talking that kind of mess is either don't know what they're talking about or they're buddies of ours talking smack. Yeah. Because, well, <laughs> I mean, I mean, way, like, they're... We are the combo their guys. Their contact plan was, like, if they're getting overrun to blow their blow their comms and try to and run. Yeah. And that was what they did. Yeah. And that's that's was their plan. That's right. how it worked out. That's what happened. Um, I mean, you can make SATCOM up there, but see, all these guys that look at that in this time, they're used to pointing up. Right. right. They'll take their SATCOM antenna and point it straight at the sky and they'll hit a satellite. Back then, we didn't have that. Oh, they'll pull out their the phone closest, now. The closest satellite we had, I think it was like an 82 Man, degree you azimuth. you had to watch that offset. You're getting technical now. They won't yeah. understand damn what you're talking about. <laughs> it was like an 82 degree azimuth at 45 degree angle off the horizon was the next satellite you had to hit. And if you didn't have line of sight yeah. to that... You weren't making comms. And so that's why you have to climb like, up the mountains to go. Do, if you're in a valley, like, you're the thing. Like back fucked. in the day, like. <laughs> this is before Elon and Musk. You'd have to hold that right. sucker there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Elon, where were you? So <laughs> Starlink, all right? Yeah, they're so not, over the years, all these guys that do all that, and shortly after that, some of them, and then Iraq and all the other ones, they're used to going out and pointing up because. Like now we moved satellites to uh, put over those places or launched and put yeah, new ones yeah, in place. So all you had to do is point straight up. But okay. back then, no, you had to be at the right angle, the right distance. And if there was a mountain in the way, you weren't talking to anybody. Right. Okay. So back on track. Y'all are, you, Kent, Captain America, and Bo and Mac are. Well, Bo was running a team. Mario's there. So we went. And Fred. So we had this, this dude, this Afghani dude. That started yelling at us. That started saying, "Bang, bang, Doctor Marcus, Doctor Marcus, Bagram, Bagram." And I'm, we were like, "Well, I guess some dude got shot and went to Bagram." We're like, I "Wonder who that guy is." 
course, they were so pissed we had off they no didn't idea care. You hear that? that? You hear what he said? It's like some Afghan came out screaming my name, dude, and they were like, whatever. <laughs> We, didn't, so even know his, right we didn't know his name <laughs> yeah. at the time. We didn't know four seals on the run, hell of God were down. That's all we had going off of it still. Yeah. And he was like, Dr. Marcus, Dr. Marcus, bang, bang, Bagram, Bagram. We're like, well, I mean, some dude got shot and went to Bagram. I mean, Marcus, <laughs> who the fuck is that guy? I don't <laughs> like, have time don't for know. this right now. But maybe, maybe we should hear this, this Afghani out, right? And so then we're like, all right, take us to Take us there. Of course, we didn't have any of our terps at the so time. So wait a minute, man. You just took on a follow-on side mission instead of rescuing me? You came down to rescue me? That was rescuing you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know what I'm saying? you didn't even know it was him. You didn't even know it was me. You abandoned exactly. the mission. You, you, well, wait a minute. Y'all took a side mission to come rescue some other dude? Well, I mean, to our defense, that was you. <laughs> no, so then, I what if understand it that. No, if it was like, it was well worth investigating because there wasn't a whole lot of guys out there named Marcus that was bang, bang, bogging, bogging. Oh, and dude, we're going around funny. trying to look for some dudes that had been in a gunfight. We were like, that's yeah, a pretty good hint. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do a bunch of chops, man. Let's, right. Okay, so you go. So he starts taking us to these houses and we go clear house, clear house. So we went to the first house and we're like, hey, what are we going to do? We're going to like, Reach the house, blow the door, whatever. And Kent was like, hey, Travis, how about you go, you and Matt go knock on a door? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I'm not going to go knock on a door. Because we had just gotten uh, radioed. They're like, hey, we got heavy enemy SIGINT traffic. Oh, yeah, yeah. That village bad to guys your front. Everywhere. Bad guys are to your front, that yeah, village. Yeah. And we were like, well, shit. And then he's like, go knock on the door. I'm like, no. And then hey, what's like, the plan? Yeah. Hey, go and knock then on the like, door. Then he's like, say. yeah. And I was like, For the neighborhood Green damn. Beret team, yeah. I'm like, damn. All right. So, then, so we went up. Of course, we didn't know what we were walking into at the time. Yet. We were it, like, friendly, unfriendly, bad guy, like, whatever. Do we really want to start a gunfight before we even get into this village? <laughs> or do you want to try to keep it as low key as we can? Hey, it's a, exactly what you like. Imagine just walking into a neighborhood and going, hey. Yeah. Hey, you seen a you white seen guy white around, here? Named Marcus <laughs> around here? Man? You see a big white guy in a beard, like maybe one or two of them? Like, we still had no idea what had happened. Yeah. Like, we got. Oh, that's right. The only thing that had come out was that one phone call. That was it. So we had no idea what Just we were getting into team. Yeah. and what would happen. There was four seals on the run mm-hmm. and then we were still working off of that. Yeah. And, uh, so then he started taking us around to, from house to house and we started going to each of these houses and the Rangers were trying to keep up and clear with us because they'd linked up with us that night, um, or that next night after the storm to help push in. Cause we were really not happy about pushing into that village with, I think we had eight guys at the time mm-hmm. and we'd gotten the word that, Hey, heavy enemy signet traffic, that village. And we were like, well, shit. So we all kind of turned around and high-fived each other and like, you know what, let's do it. Let's go. And so we started pushing down that night and then the biblical storm happened and da 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 Now we're fast forward back to where we are now. But the Rangers linked up with us and when they were linked up with us, now we're like, I'm good, man. I got a couple two or threes. I got a couple saws. Yeah. I got a, two squads of Rangers attached to us. There ain't shit in this valley that can mess with it. Plus I yeah. got aircraft stacked up stacked from about up. five to 25,000 yeah, yeah. feet. Cause I think there's a B2 up there somewhere. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's different when the Rangers show up. You go from like counting your inventory to shooting everyone in the finger. You know what I'm talking about? When the Rangers show up to back you up, you're like, ah, oh, I mean, there, what's up now? There are precise instruments and the Rangers are not one of them. They are a very blunt, heavy instrument and that's their job. Best light infantry unit in the world. Man. Go forth and destroy everything in front of you and all of them be like yep got it and then there we go (laughs) (laughs) okay so tell us about the door knocking Uh, so we were going from house to house the nothing happened like there was nothing like though um but all the houses we went into were empty and so we're like man kent was like man this guy's stalling he's stalling us and so we were like because we'd gotten word that you were in that village that's why we moved in there Uh, or an american was in the village 
And so we moved in there and then we're going house to house. We're like, man, this guy's stalling. Cause we also still in the back of our head, like, Hey, that's the same grid for heavy enemy SIGINT traffic. And so we we're then, uh, the plan at that point shifted for me, Kent and Mac to sprint through the village as fast as we could down this ridiculously steep road through this little tiny village to get to the other side to set up a blocking position. Cause immediately we started thinking that they had someone and we're going to try to push him out the other side as we were moving through because mm -hmm. we were moving too slow. So off we went, took off and we were like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> and so, <laughs> hey, somebody take all your clothes off. Throw them off. This is a horrible idea. So the rangers are clearing houses as fast as they can coming along behind us. Like streaking. Let's run through. Yeah. The, that's a good idea. No, it's not. Oh, let's do it. It's down to the quad. We're going streaking. Yeah, yeah, streak the quad. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, uh, the rangers are clearing houses down through the village as fast as they can, trying to keep up. And then, then we just took off. We stopped searching houses. We're like, we're going all the way to the other end and setting up there, and then we'll work our way back. Because that would have pushed them up Uphill, in yeah. the mountains and up into where the rest of our guys were if they were doing that. Well, we made it about halfway through the village, not quite to the stream that was there, when we came around a corner. And up the mountain comes this big herd of people, and we're like, oh, here it comes. And then until I look and see the really, really tall Afghani, <laughs> with a big ugly beard and really white skin oh shit he's got tattoos uh so we ran up to that group and there was a bunch of kids there too so then we were like well they're either like using them as hostages or like this guy's just really friendly yeah and we went up there to him and i walked up to him and i'm like so you must be marcus and he's just like fuck yes i am <laughs> and i was like I right on man like, hey <laughs> I was like, right on, man. We're going to get you out. And I was like, you hurt? And uh, he said, yeah, I got some shrapnel stuff in me. And I was like, all right, what else you got? And he's like, well, I got shot. And I'm like, well, fuck, where'd you get shot at? And he's like, well, I got, you can't tell anybody. And I'm like, well, why are you telling them? Yeah, because it's time. It is time. The statute of limitations is up on that NDA, son. And he's like, well, I, I got shot in the ass. He's <laughs> it. <laughs> this is when it gets funny. This is kind of like because now we have the Rangers in there and everything, yeah. and he picks picks me up, and carries me over and that. So I look at him, I was like, "Hey, man, we're gonna get you out of here." And he's like, "I'm just he's what was it? he said, uh, man? I'm just glad to see you guys." Aww. And he's like, "We're gonna get you." Making me misty. And, uh, and I was like, "We're we're gonna get you home." And he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah, I'm just ready to go home." And I was like, "All right, man, come on, let's go." And then we had that whole con. So then I found. Because we were still worried, you know, of course, we got him. We still don't know about the other three. Mm -hmm. We still don't know anything. This is when it got interesting, actually. And then we start putting pieces of the puzzle together uh. as to what occurred. Because nobody knew anything. Like, the entire country of Afghanistan mm -hmm. has no idea what's happening. And so I grabbed him and went to go do a medical survey on him and threw him down in what I thought. Because I was trying to find the closest, nearest, securest oh, place. Because we just rescued a fucking American. Like, that's... Not a small deal. And this isn't any Jessica Lynch, we flew in with a package on helicopter. No, we walked in with a bunch of donkeys on foot and found this fucking seal. I'm in the middle of nowhere, man. I mean, found this seal ass, in the middle of nowhere in this <laughs> Afghan village. Like, this is a big goddamn deal. And I'll be damned if I'm the guy uh. that gets him shot when I put hands on him. <laughs> and I'm like, this is not happening. And we went to that, that <laughs> I was like, I will let, I will shoot myself before anything happens to this dude at this point. Like, there is a sense of ownership with him. I don't, and it's still 
Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's and that's we had a lot of conversations about some different stuff Dude. where I was like, man, you like that whole saving private Ryan kind of thing of like, you know, do something good with like those are all things that uh, have we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And so in that little we room, sit dude, there. We sat there and I grabbed the first thing I could find and I threw him into it so I could look at it. Oh, it was a donkey pen. She's a freaking... Oh my gosh. And so uh, there's, again, 10,000 uh, years of donkey shit. Donkey shit is a little major, everywhere. Major of course, that's essentially what Afghanistan is covered with. It's a trend. And so... Right. And I mean, he doctored me up. I was like... Oh, yeah. And then I'm looking around as I'm doctoring him up and I'm like, well, this is about the most unclean place yeah. I could pop. I'm like, hey, that. can somebody get me a house? Give me a house. I remember that. Hey, and if so it's then good they... enough for Jesus to be born in, I remember it's good that, enough dude. for you to be doctored up in. And, uh, <laughs> dude, he, uh, that's that what was... he juiced me. You juiced me right. This is when it gets funny. Yeah, so then we moved. I moved him over into, they got a room, cleared a house next to us that was pretty good and had good lines of sight. We could secure it because we didn't know how long we were going to be there. You know, the movies, they go in, they get the hostages, they they rescue them, they grab them, then everybody flies out, and you're drinking beer and doing high fives the next There's day. Nothing like that. No. Yeah. Uh, like I that. sat on him for 18 hours. No, nothing like that. Uh, so we got a house, basically took over the village completely. The villagers started talking about that there was bad guys up in the mountains, which we had seen sign of that coming in. I mean, I'm almost ate my heart in my throat when I came around a corner and walked straight into a, a bunker fighting position yeah. with with gun ports and like immediately saw like soon. And it was so well camouflaged. You would, like, we didn't see it until we were like right on top of it. And at that point when we saw it, both me and Matt, uh, Tim were like, we're dead. Like immediately, there's no question. We're like, we're fucked. We're dead. Like, um, and then both of us try to jump away and, and nothing happens. We're like, how did we just, all right, maybe they're asleep, whatever. So we go in there and it was all like Apocalypse Now style of like MRE heaters and stuff's in there that were still warm. And we were like, oh, they were just here, man. Yikes. They were just here. But, um, oh my gosh. But yeah, that was coming in, that part yeah. of that too. So the villagers started telling us that there was people on the mountains and fighting positions. So we started like hardening ourselves up. Got and he says, he says, so the villagers went back. So me and him start talking. Um, they went in and got his gun. And his kit that they'd, because they'd taken it and buried it out in the field. Yeah. And then I gave him some magazines, because, I mean, he didn't have anything on him. There was nothing. nothing. I think there was one, one magazine mag, in your yeah. gun one with, mag, like, yeah. four or five rounds in it or whatever. Yeah. And then, like, there weren't any magazines in your kit, whatever. And then Mac took your GPS, which was busted. I don't know if it got shot or it was just busted. And then he bubblegummed that thing back together. And from and I that, about is, that man. Is, that's where we got all the grids. Because you'd punch grids in yeah, yeah. for every time oh you lost gosh. sight of somebody. Wow. Every time you lost sight of somebody, he dropped a point. Good job, And man. we pulled all that off of his off his GPS. See, and that's did, when we I started waking right? up. <laughs> <laughs> and then he went, she's like, oh, I got something to show. He takes his pants down. I was like, dude. <laughs> I'm like, man, I don't need to do that. Like, that is not the type of survey. I know you're happy that I came in. I'm not doing that for you. I'm like, that is not the type of medical survey that we yeah. need to do right now. I'm pretty yeah. sure there's nothing wrong down there, and that's not for me to discover right now. Anyway, yeah. I'm more worried about the, the extra hole you got in your ass. Yeah, yeah, the so, map. <laughs> yeah, the map. And so he had drawn a map on his thigh with map pencil, marking all of the Overwatch positions that he had seen, like the 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 Taliban or whoever. The, I don't. They weren't Taliban. They're Paki, but um, pretty sure. But they, their fighting positions that they'd set up, because what they did was they knew he was in the village, and they'd gone in and they'd fucked with the villagers about getting him, and 
And it was getting pretty gnarly too on that. Right? Yeah. There, there's a whole, every day it was getting worse. Right. But there's a whole part of this that me and you've talked about and talked about with, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. with, uh, Jonathan, but I've, nobody's ever talked about that part. Anyway, they, like it got bad. They would come in and they'd try to get the villagers to, to let them have him, or they would talk to the villagers about it. And so then at some point they decided to basically say, fuck it. Cause that's when we started coming into the area. Cause we had air stacked from here to forever space and literally space. We did. But, yeah. um, and so they basically left him in the village and then pulled back and set up what the overwatch positions around the village to make sure he stayed there. And they were like, well, we're just going to leave him there until all these fools leave. Cause I don't know if they knew we were coming after these guys, which yeah. they don't, they're not Americans. They don't think the same way we do. Like, hey, never leave a fallen man behind. Is you know, we're not going to leave until we find them, find exactly what happened to them, and we may still be looking for them ten years down the road if we don't. But I think they probably thought we were going to the crash site because that's where we came come in at, and then leave out of there. And they were just going to keep him pinned up in the village. And then, from what I gather, they're going to like take you to Pakistan, oh, yeah, Pakistan trade you. Yeah, for yeah, some, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's a whole other side of this yeah, that's not. Yeah, I remember that. I remember so, getting the debrief on that. I didn't. I didn't know about it at the time. It had been interesting you did. to show. You did. Because <laughs> you told me. <laughs> well. No, no, no. The full extent of it. Oh, yeah. the, yeah, whole, yeah. the whole one. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. I just knew what you told me. Cause yeah. Because then, like, there was a whole... We sat in that room for, like, 18 hours and just bullshitted. Because I, you know, I'm new guy. Not, not a new guy, but I got this guy, American. I'm new to this hostage rescue thing. I've never done this before. I got this American. He's been out here for four or five days at this point. And I'm like, I don't really know what to do. And... And it was well. Something else showed up too. Remember, half, half towards the end of that, another something showed up in there, and we were looking at each other. And he was like, "Hey, what is that?" Remember? I don't know. We don't talk about this, but that one. Anyways, go ahead. The one Afghan yeah, guy. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know who he was. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. He's I the guy that was just completely out of the yeah, blue. I yeah. didn't know that or anything because when he when he started talking in English to me, I go, "I'd never heard that before." And what he was saying, you looked at me like, "It's something different." And I was like, "All right, man, whatever, <laughs> dude." <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, we sat and, and bullshitted, and that's what I tried to do. I was like, I don't know what to do, and then I'm thinking about what would I want to do, you know, if I just, unfortunately, it's like my whole world had just changed mm -hmm. completely, and I was like, I wouldn't want to really talk about it. I want to talk about everything but that, or a little bit of that, and then let's just sit here and bullshit. Like, I, we just talked about Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, we talked about Oprah. I remember that. And then, uh, uh, I told him, he's like, no, no, he, this guy, he says, well, I'm just going to go back to Bath and heal up a little bit, and then I'll be back out. And I'm like, I don't think you understand what's going on right now. Um, I didn't really understand. You I didn't see, know what you it. see these 12 guys and these rangers looking like a little mud monster out here is the tip of a eight-day, yeah. multi-billion dollar <laughs> rescue effort that yeah. got you. I was like, man, your feet are not going to hit the ground between here and Germany. And the next time I see you is going to be on Oprah. Yeah. And he was like, whatever, man. I think that was the first whatever. time I laughed, right? Yeah. And then where did he end up? Yeah, then, uh, never on Oprah, but damn close. Yeah. I'm still waiting for her to call me. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, I forgot about that. That was good. In that when we were in that cabin, because Kent came in there, yep. And then the boys started rotating in, and that's kind of when I started feeling sorry for him <laughs> because you saw what everybody looked beat like. To death, dude. <laughs> and I then Tim came in with that saw, and he had the the front plate on, and the buckle was broken off one side, and so it was leaning off to the deal, and he just looked. Like he was just 
Then you have Tim, even in that so that picture I sent you of the team, Tim's the one in the front that looks like death. He's sitting there like this. <laughs> you know, he's, and he's pale. He's totally pale. Reason is, because he'd been having it come out both ends for like three days. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my god! <laughs> While we were up there. Oh, and it's man. not like you can stop and fix it. No, I mean, no. I was hitting him up with That's like, like seasickness. I mean, it lasted the entire mission. I was hitting him up with IVs. I was hitting everybody up with IVs. Ah. Every day, I'd drop two IVs on every single person up there because you couldn't stay hydrated. You couldn't drink enough water. You couldn't. I'm surprised and, you didn't run out of medical supplies. Well, I had them dropped in every day. Oh, they were dropping them. Okay. Because we were living out of our pockets. All my ruck and my equipment and all that other stuff was at the top of the mountain. It got left. Because remember, we were supposed to be back before dark. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like eight days, eight days later. later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So oh we were living gosh. out of our pockets. That is crazy. So when, the, um, when it finally came in for the helicopter to come in and get Marcus. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Yeah. We were really unhappy about that. What was because it started out, All they said, hey, we're bringing in two 47s. We're going to pull everybody out. You guys are flying straight to Bath. You're going to maintain security and custody of the PC, precious cargo. Which, oh, you he's are so precious. precious. Oh, <laughs> precious. <laughs> uh, this PC, and you got to maintain custody with it, and then we'll... Then we'll get you guys Peace back crap. up. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, it. That's that's right, but I, I, mean I, I was apologizing, literally. I remember, so I was like, bro, I'm sorry you had to come down here and get me, man. Yeah. Because then at that point, we'd also, part of our element went into recovering. Because that's the first time we knew what the rest of the story, or any of it, of what had happened on the ground. Nobody knew. And then we started sending up the grids and sit reps of everything that had happened. And so then they started, uh, because... The, the GPS plots had started like narrowing down search areas. And then they found, I forgot who they found next, but they found two of them that next day. And then the last one, um, we were working on because we knew the villagers knew something Mm -hmm. just the way that we were, cause we got some pretty savvy dudes that do that with us. And so they knew something and we started working on them, but they were terrified. They thought if they told us that we were going to level the village Yeah. Yeah. and we weren't, we were just, we're not that big of assholes. Um, we started buying them generators and goats. Oh, they got hooked up. Yeah, we generators and goats and paving roads, roads and there, like all man. kinds of stuff, like electricity. Like we were like, just tell us where this what what's yep. happened. And so they ended up burying him. Yeah. So they found him and had buried him yeah. as soon as they that found was him. Axe. Yeah. yeah. And so we had were getting really close to working them over as to them letting us know. But then, eighteen hours later, they're like, "All right, helicopters coming." We're like, "Woohoo!" And we're all getting out of here. So that wasn't going to be a thing anymore. We're going to hand it over. So, because we set that up with someone else to come in, keep working the villagers. And then, then it went from that. We're like, okay, so we're not going to bring the 47s in. We're going to bring uh, 260s. 260s, yeah. And it's going to be Marcus, the medic, and like a couple other people on the other thing. And then I was like, water and food for following. Yeah. And then they're going to dump water and food. And we're like, all right. And so I was like, all right, cool. So I started talking to the ranger medic because he was going to be staying there and I was going with you. And then I wanted to make sure my team had medical coverage, that they were going to be covered for the rest of the time they were there. That's right. That was a problem. Because I was the only medic. Only medic. That's right. And then the rangers had their medic with them. And then, then an hour or two later, they're like, all right, there's going to be one helicopter and it's just going to be him. Oh, my And all gosh. of us are like... Damn, man. <laughs> like, we're supposed to be, what happened to you? Get the guy. You get on the helicopter. We all go home and drink <laughs> beer. Like, no, I, right? No, no, not us. No. 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 Uh-uh. <laughs> Absolutely not. benefits, man. So did you have to walk out? 
Yeah. No, no, more than even that. Worse. Man, it got worse than it that. It was worse. So then, <laughs> so then you can't believe Spanky, it. Man. I mean, like everything. Spanky comes in and lands. So first, we had it was like we got to figure out where to land this stupid helicopter because we it were wasn't in like the middle of this. And they had like finally had these terraces that we were like, well, I think we can fit one on here. If the rotors go over that place, it'll have like two feet of clearance or a foot of clearance over that one. So we we're like, all right, this is the place we're gonna land. And so we'd set up, and I was sitting next to him, next to the rock. We were sitting there bullshitting about something because that's what I tried to do. I didn't. I was kept trying to keep him out of his head. Dude, what I was wanting to do. He had juiced me up. That, and I hit him up with morphine. He was all twisted anyway. Drugs on board, man, from him, and I had. Oh. And then he puked. Like I he puked. walked outside yeah, the building, and I was like, like, "Why are you outside?" Because I kept worrying about him that's getting right. shot. I forgot about he that. He walked outside the the little hut we were staying in because he was tired of. Because I would walk out and do stuff and then go back in. Well, I guess he got tired of sitting there, so he got up and walked out. And I'm like, "What are you doing?" And he's like. Bleh. And I'm like, I never. I what the fuck was that? No and he's like, I don't know. And I'm like, what? And then, uh, all right. <laughs> and we get down. She carries me down to this ledge, and like we don't have Jedi. We have Jedi. It's actually called JTACs, and we have lightsabers too. And they look just like you think they would. Only the beams invisible. So that sucker got handed over to me. But I, I'm over laying next to him. He's like, you're all right. I got to do something. There's a gunfight going. The birds coming ahead. We cranked up that Islet, man. So when we started that. <laughs> We sat down, yeah. We sat down there along. We were we were at the LZ waiting on a edge of a rock or ledge, whatever, sitting there. And then the Afghans, a couple of them, ran up to us, and they were like, "Blah blah 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 blah, Taliban, Taliban." Yeah, you could see them. In and the... they were pointing up the side of the mountain, and then you'd see these like lights coming on on the top of the mountain. They started moving down the mountain, and so our CCT guy That's called right. up and did. And had it authorized. It was the first time I ever seen it. it it's the preparatory sexiest fires. thing I've ever seen, man. I've never seen preparatory Dude. fires before. It's always like you have to PID all this other crap at the time. And they're like, nope, fuck it. There's American on the ground. They did preparatory fires with two A10s, and it was impressive. I mean, you <laughs> were what's fire. that mean for the non-military? So basically, two A10s. I mean, warthog yeah. gunships. I mean, they got a thirty millimeter. The plane is built around a gun. Yeah, it so like essentially, they put a gun and put wings on it. That's right. And it's a thirty millimeter, and they carry like. I don't know, like a lot of ammo. Yeah. Like half the plane is filled with ammo for this gun. Plus then they have like a ridiculous amount of bombs and rockets and every other thing on it. And so preparatory fires essentially means is they come in and prep the area for the helicopter to come in. And so their preparations consist of putting holes in everything or as much as they possibly can. So we got preparatory fires on that and they just started making bombing and gun runs around the whole lip of that entire valley for like five minutes before... My the Caesar bird came they in. They just lit it up. Caught yeah. sleep on the floor. And so, <laughs> this man. So then the the bird came in, landed, uh, and I looked over to grab. I'm like, all right, because I was because I was gonna wait for them to shut down, not shut down, but at least go engines like flat or the rotors flat, so you don't did, get all right? the dust. And so I was waiting for for a second for that to happen because it was super brown out. And then I look over to grab him, and he's gone. I'm like, <laughs> where, the, where the fuck did he go? That and, sounds like Marcus. Yeah, that's me every day looking for. And I'm like, no, not, not, not now. Not and then, then I look over the ledge and he's running for the bird. And I'm like, oh god damn it, he's wearing haji clothes. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm like, no. And so I take off running after him as fast as I can. I was like, no. I, like in my head, it's like no, because I just see it happening. Yeah, like, these freaking PJs who no idea who these kids are. They're usually PJs. Remember, there's two really of us, me and Gulab, both dressed up. PJs are usually a little bit younger or whatever than like SF dudes. And I can just see them. They're going in. They're hyped up. We're going to go rescue this American. Da, da. No idea what they're coming into. And they jump off their bird and some Afghan's running straight at them. 
<laughs> what are you going to do? You're going to... I had a gun, too. You're going <laughs> to You're gonna shoot him. I was being good at my head. And I was like, no, no. And so I'm like running after him. I'm like, Jesus, please. I'm like, God, please don't. And I was like, don't do it. And then he basically makes it to the bird and then dives in the back. And I fell. Like, is, yeah. It is in the back corner of the bird, like stuck in the back corner by the door. And the PJs are getting off still. And luckily they had been have they were having issues getting their stretcher unclipped because they were bringing their stretcher out because we'd raided up they had trapped yeah. one gunshot wound or whatever. But I didn't tell them that you got shot in the butt. I appreciate um, that. But then uh, but they were getting the stretcher and stuff out and hadn't seen him die because whenever you wear a nod, you got like toilet looking you toilet see paper tubes. complete brown out. So yeah. when I heal him and it kicked dust yeah. in the air like it's like sitting in a tornado. You can't that and you're looking through like toilet paper tubes, right? So you don't you're and then everything outside of those two little green dots is just black because your eyes are adjusted to that anyway. So when he dove in, they didn't see him. And I ran up and grabbed the kid by the shoulder and turned him around. And he's like, where's the patient? And I was like, he's on the bird. And like threw him back <laughs> on the hook because we still had lights coming down the side of the mountain. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. And then they, that's when they, they caught him. And then I turned around in time to see Gulab running had come from like some point he went that way when you went that way that was sarawa came in and he ducked out because there was two of them in the beginning that's why yeah. i fell and you were behind me on with with uh when those pjs came out of the bird yeah and then gulab i fell into that he pushed me over there and when i rolled back around my legs came up and then he was i remember he was wrapped around my right leg i remember thinking it was the first time i ever went from hugging him or him watching out for me to me yeah. watching out for him yeah and then because he got on the bird. Yeah. He did. Gulab, yeah. yeah. Well, they weren't ready for that. Right. For somehow, that was radioed I think it radioed back, end, yeah. And even returned from theirs, but it did make it to that. Because they tucked me back in the back of that, in the yeah. side of that thing. And then well, Gulab was the first. So every time you looked in, you just saw Gulab. You kind of tucked yourself back there. <laughs> like, there was. Well, bro, I mean, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> I didn't made, have much of a choice. He I, made I, himself I, really small, really saying? quick. And so then they got back on the bird, and then, like, I ran back out. Then they took off and left. And then uh, then we stayed and stayed. Because then we took off that night, walked down farther, linked up with uh, some Deva Group guys and stole all their shit. Because they had like this little patrol base that they set up down there where they had been. Because they'd been, everybody had been hunting yeah. like all over. And uh, they had this patrol base down there. And dude, they had Red Bull and they had oh, they got everything. Oh, they had Red Bull. Yeah. They had Gore-Tex bivy covers. They had socks. Oh my they gosh. Had water. <laughs> Matching they clean had, socks. They had cliff bars. And the Rangers just started like taking it. And they're like, hey man, you need to. And the Rangers were like, fuck you, man. I'm taking it. Because <laughs> <laughs> like these kids are walking in with like parachutes for backpacks. <laughs> It's so you don't know we've been, 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 been through. God, like, I'm taking the bivy cover, and there's not a damn thing you can say about it. And oh dude, they, those guys were like, "Yes, yeah, sir, take it." So we stayed gosh. there for like a day or two. We thought we were gonna get out. The Dev Group guys took the. They jumped on the bird that was going to be ours. They went back because they were gonna stay longer. So they went back to refit. We went back into the village, and then we were still walking up and down the mountains doing. Uh, recovery yeah that was the, the that's when we started finding another one oh and then gosh. we were working on the villagers to or mac was actually the one doing it mac was working on the villagers to get them to come up with where the last body was and like the 
uh, up top of the mountain had been cleared out. So y'all stayed that whole time? Yeah, yeah. So that was through July 4th uh, or after that? Oh, yeah, no, no they no, were out June. there. That was still in June. No, no, I got out July third. No, 3rd. you were in. That was, that was in July. That yeah. was in July okay. because I don't, okay, the dates I yeah. I don't do the dates very well because it's like yes and no, like twenty. Axe was um, recovered July eleventh, I believe. July tenth or eleventh, something like that. So yeah, it was. So we were. It was like eight to ten days that we yeah. were up there. Whatever those dates work out to. Yeah. From A to B. Right. And then we stayed. We we're so. We left the day before Axe was recovered. Oh, okay. Because we were working on the villagers for that. Then the dev group guys came yeah. back out. Then we jumped on their bird, and then they went back in, and they found him, and they got... Yeah. Because then Max stayed, because they didn't have a uh, an intel guy. Oh. And so Mac, our, our guy stayed with them, uh, because he had the... There's certain pots of money and everything. Right. He used. But so he had all that and training. So he stayed with them and kept working on the villagers, found them the next day. Um, and then Mac was like, because the, they were staying longer. They had a whole other mission they were getting ready to go do yeah, up there yeah. after all that. And then they were like, well, I guess you can just come with us. And Mac's like, no, screw you guys. I'm going home. And he literally drove himself out of the Corn Gall. Oh my <laughs> God. There was a bunch of, of course, there's people everywhere now. There's there's a, like a, I don't know what they call them, like a mew, a marine. Mew that's now wandering around through there all over the place, and you oh, still yeah, had rangers language. and dev group and like everybody else is all all yeah. over that place. So then, I mean, it still was kind of a, a ballsy move. He went and found like a truck from somebody, gave him some money, took the truck, him and like one Afghan that he kept with him that knew a little bit of English. And they drove out of the Corngall till they found like this marine unit that was packed up there, and then jumped in a, a deuce and a half of five or five ton truck, then drove to hitch a ride with them back to Abad. And then once he got to Abad, then he found a helicopter that was passing by and then jumped on a helicopter and got flown oh, back to Jalalabad. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Great story, man. That's <laughs> Well, yeah. we're, I am very grateful for you and everything you did. Oh yeah, man, thanks artist. for coming and telling that, dude. Yeah. That's yeah, a part so of it. so much more. Oh, I know. I just, so <laughs> I think so what we more. should do is um, in the future, like bring on some of your other guys and the sure. two of y'all, like we can interview y'all together and seeing y'all interact and like bringing out some of those other stories like the, um, it happened the other day it was laughing so hard, man. I can't. Yeah. But even like the, you know, the, the thunderstorm, there's so much more to oh, that and there's so much more to other storm, things. Man. I'll get Kent, uh, Captain America on. Yeah. Kent, get yeah. Captain, if he can. I can call Kent. Yeah. yeah. Kent would come. Or, of course, he's like a battalion commander. Yeah, no, he's still in. He's still, this dude's still running. Oh, man. He's yeah, still in. Of course, still, of course he is. Yeah, he's a colonel now. Which is weird because being military or whatever, I mean, that's Kent. That's not. Yeah. That's not battalion commander Colonel Solheim. That is. That's just Kent. He's something. Yeah. Man. <laughs> or have, brigade. Like no, bring Mario. No, brigade on. commander. Yeah, the Ranger. <laughs> Mario uh, or whoever. Just I think oh, it would yeah. be neat yeah, yeah. to come on again and have a round two with you For with sure. one of your other guys. Dude, and, I am. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for getting coming getting me, on. Yeah. Yeah, appreciate it. I don't really know what to say when you say that. I didn't really have a choice. But <laughs> it was I, just, my like, job. I mean, after after knowing you for a while, it's like there's been some questions at times. But I get, I'm well, pretty happy. I understand about that. It. I'm pretty glad that I'm pretty glad that I say you, thank you. You kind of now. I didn't back then. I'm like, bro, you know, it's a cool story you're coming to give me. Yeah. But now that we're older. I'm like, thanks, man. 
Yeah. For sure. Good shit. For sure. No worries. Like I said, it's it's been it's been fun. We've been friends, man. You're yeah. one of my best friends. Uh, you are. And it's kind of ended up that way. There is like this weird, I don't want to, it's not ownership. Like you can't own somebody, but there's this responsibility for well, yeah. him somehow. Yeah. I still feel at times and yeah. like looking out for him and whatever, but not like I can do anything about it right now. Yeah. But. But yeah, it's it's neat to see like the evolution of it and where y'all are at now. And I mean, even me, I met you like five years after it happened. Yeah. Um, and just to see the relationship grow just from that time, it's been really cool. Most of the guys are still in for a while. We couldn't talk about it. Couldn't yeah, say anything. and that's movie, how we made the movie. And the ending is because man, they're still in. It's not my so story. Pe- it's there. Peter Burry asked me about that whenever we did the. He's like, "What do you think?" I was like, "That's a great movie, but your ending sucks." Yeah. I was like, "It's way better than that." Like, yeah. There's a whole. He's Real like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, I, "Like, because he heard some of it when we sit and talk." He's like, "That'd be a whole nother movie." It and would. he's like, "I gotta that's wrap it up. I gotta wrap it up in a bow and let people leave the theater being happy." And it, well, you and have I'm to like, take. Okay, let's do one. Right. <laughs> you have to take that whole all that that happened into. To fit it into two hours, you know, in a screen on a movie, it's it's impossible without eliminating some of the things that happen. So, yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 Hollywood. I get it. Yeah, and then he, I understand that. There's a lot of people that don't. Whenever they yeah. watch a movie, they're like, yeah, that's not exactly how it happened. Be like, all right, that's not right. You went to pay to go watch a good movie, and right. like, just go enjoy a good movie. Right. Now it's based off actual events. Didn't say it's a documentary. Yeah, and, and it really honored the guys who died. It did. So that Very was well. the whole mission of the movie, and I really feel like everyone, you know, everyone. I just the good parts are men. Well. Every us getting into that situation is one thing. Them getting us out of it. There's nothing altogether. Yeah, that's a whole different. That's <laughs> no, it, I mean, it, it's it just equally as crazy. And the guys had to go through the dude. The, the, it was stuff, just, just to pull me back out of there. Like we had millions of dollars of shit strewn halfway across the country oh, yeah. because we just kept leaving stuff at oh. different places because we were like, nope, don't need that anymore. Nope, don't need that anymore. Nope, don't need that anymore. Just trying to get to where we needed to go. But at the end of it, and by the end of it, we're stripped down to like next to nothing because yeah. it was it was obnoxious. Okay, so you agree to a part two? Sure. Okay, because we For have sure. to keep it under two hours. Sorry, Boom. we have to keep it under two hours. How can so people support you, follow you, find you, all that fun stuff? So. Uh, I'm on Instagram under my company name, Defiant LLC. So it's Defiant underscore LLC. Um, I do out of that one. I've done some some weapon sales, gun sales, and most of it's training. Did a bunch of do uh, training for the Department of Energy, and I do some Op Four stuff for our old guys. Yeah, right now I working. work. Right now I work for a company called ODL uh, Services. They have an Air Force contract doing training for one of the air force special operations units so i'm on that contract yeah Mm -hmm. so i'm on that contract as one of the role play or managers of that contract for them but but yeah so i still keep my foot in the door a little bit i mean you can never like i'm getting i'm getting old now though i'm kind of I need some passive income. I need, I need mail money is what I'm looking for. Yeah, I want to get yeah. some Airbnbs, maybe a boat RV storage place that just makes money while I'm sleeping. Well, good, we're going to yeah. have you back on and talk more in detail, but that's a wrap for part one. Sounds like a plan. Yeah.